Hi there, this is Matthew Mercer, resident game master here at Critical Role, to welcome you to this podcast version of the show. If you'd like to watch the stream as it airs, you can catch it Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash critical role or youtube.com slash critical role. Twitch subscribers can access the video on demand immediately after the broadcast, and it also becomes available on YouTube Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific. Podcast episodes land right here on the Critical Role Podcast Network on Thursdays a week after the initial broadcast. Okay, with that info dump out of the way, let's dive into the story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Critical Role, where a bunch of us nerdy-ass voice actors sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> More or less what that was funny saying. But don't you worry about that. Uh, no, we're all obviously doing our Halloween episode. Uh, so, uh, we're in costume. We've never done that before, it's weird. Um, we all decided to be uh, X-Men characters. Uh, I, of course, beginning with uh, Gambit, uh, a delight full character that allows me to just not have to wear a wig. Uh, we'll start over here. Taliesin. I am dressed as Mr. Sinister. Delightful character that does, in fact, require a wig. <laughs> uh, I'm dressed as Best Boy Nightcrawler was too much time and effort for me to do in two weeks, so I chose Cyclops instead. <laughs> A.K.A. Scott Summers. Yeah. I'm rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. What's up, darling? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I'm Emma Frost. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just know so much about her, and really just I'm so excited to play this character. We all think she's no. blonde. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is this is the least amount of. Work. I'm having a good time though. Good, <laughs> good. You. I am. Uh, I am Mr. Fantastic. Fucking asshole. <laughs> you dick. AKA not an X Man. Uh, the leader of the X Men. No. Get away. We already have one Wolverine claw casualty. This is already. Somebody used mutant powers to take his hands off. I think Let me touch you. I don't think he's an X Men. Make some moonbombs. You and me. Maybe. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> now, Marisha. <laughs> Wait, who are you looking at right oh, now? Oh, Always you. Oh, oh shit. Nice. I am the Dark Phoenix, and apparently California passed a law where you can't buy colored contacts over the counter, but luckily I have a post team at my power. Oh. Take it, Max Shapiro! She wearing a propeller beanie, though. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up! You shut up! Don't listen, Max. Don't listen. Travis, go. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, hello, I am Peter Rasputin, <laughs> cosplaying as my favorite teammate, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> he is so buff, and I am very tall, but so is Hugh Jackman, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, well. Um, well, my X-Men and whoever this douche is. Uh, let, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and kick off this Halloween episode of Critical Role. Uh, but before we get into tonight's episode, we do have some announcements to get through. Beginning with our first sponsor, D&D Beyond. Sam. Guys, you already know that D&D Beyond, uh, Beyond subscription lets you create unlimited characters, share your books with friends, and access game tools that make playing Dungeons and Dragons easier. 
Heck, we use it on this show. But now, D&D Beyond is offering exclusive Halloween-themed <laughs> character sheet backdrops just this month. Yeah. To get into the scary spirit, our crew is trick-or-treating us to some spooky backgrounds right here on our spooktacular set. What? So, Travis and Marisha, oh, I'm going to need all of your acting abilities. Oh Even though we, you look like superheroes because of the magic of green screen, mm. you are now trapped in a spider web. Oh, and there's a spider oh, web, no. there's a spider right above you. So get the spider off of you by sticking your arms up. It's above you. It's a, really get that spider. Go, cut me down. Yeah, dig it with your finger. Dig into it Over with your here. fingers. Okay, good, good. Now the background is changing. <laughs> and uh, now the background is changing and I need your acting skills to sell this. There's a super scary horde of zombies right behind you. Oh no, be scared. Be really scared. Oh no, yeah, run away. Now now be even more scared. There's another one. And it's even closer. Wait, 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 wait. How, how do we know that you're accurately describing the backgrounds and you know you're not just tricking us into like doing weird shit that's gonna embarrass us? Marisha, I would never. Yeah, I know you're trustworthy. I trust you. Last one. Uh, now, I hate to say this, but right in the middle of you, right between you, like right here, yep. is a cre the creepy girl from The Ring, and the only way to survive is to punch her! Punch her right there! Punch her over and over! Punch her! Punch her! Stab her with your, your, your <laughs> swords. Or your claws. <laughs> well, that wasn't funny on paper. <laughs> but I promise it might be after the post team is done with it. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe at D&D Beyond at HTTPS. Well, I don't need to say that part. dndbeyond.link slash crsub. Yeah. Creeping it real. Bugs and hisses. Back to you, Matt. <laughs> well done. Mr. Fancy. What is this? Um, making a point. <laughs> oh, I'm making a point. The speech. Uh, the guys like the yeah. <laughs> this is the terrible idea. Clap. There it is. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> Well, this episode is also sponsored by our returning sponsor, Blades in the Dark. Ooh. One More Multiverse Edition, a game that is out now. For those not familiar, One More Multiverse is a game developer making online role-playing games that you can run with your friends. Blades in the Dark OOM Edition, out now for purchase and play at multiverse.com. Blades is a game about doing crime in an occult world. Heist an art museum with the help of a ghost, fight a demon on top of a train, infiltrate a secret society of vampires, eh? With 130 plus pre-made levels, illustrated character sheets, custom smart dice rollers, and game guides, this game is built for the new GMs and making learning a new system as easy as possible. If you have never run a game before, now is your chance. Run your first session within 20 minutes. It's that easy. Marisha, <laughs> you got announcements. Those fucking contacts. I got a big one. Oh, no. Wait, hang on. This, yeah. this is important. This needs to be done. You guys. Oh, oh, oh. Back. Finally. The moment you've all been waiting for. The Mighty Nine are returning. Oh! That's right. We're very excited to announce that the Mighty Nine reunited will be a two-part reunion special, and will air on Thursday, November seventeenth, and Thursday, December first, at seven p.m. Pacific on Twitch and YouTube. And oh. 
For those of you that would like to check out this special on the big screen, we've partnered yet again with our friends at Cinemark yes. for a special in-theater two-night event. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, it's gonna be epic! There's like a really cool tickets where you can get cool stuff. Anyway, you can check it out at critroll.com for more details! Nice, high five. Yeah! Oh! Oh! <laughs> Damn. Wow. Liam, what do you got to say about that? Oh my gosh. Tangentially related Tangentially. to the Mighty Nine, we make comic books. We Andrew. still do. And uh, Tales of Exandria, The Bright Queen, is now available. Uh, we made it with Woo! our friends at Dark Horse Comics. This volume collects the. Oh. I have no peripheral vision. It's so pretty, though. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's This right. volume yeah. collects the four issue series of Layla's Kren and Quana in their pursuit of the Luxon, written by Darcy Van Polgeest, with art by a couple of kooks. <laughs> Plus, we have this stunning limited edition hardcover version. Yeah, that's the wrong thing. Yep. <laughs> it's my mutant superpower no. is not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> Slipcase, a commemorative <laughs> print. No, yeah, if I take these off, I will burn. You, you can't all. Do it. You can't do it. <laughs> and plenty of extras. Find it exclusively. Open that up and show the people at our critical role show. Tell me what to do, Liam. Oh, that's what that's not oh. our dynamic. That's really good. Oh, are they looking yeah. good? Oh yeah. Dang, that's gorgeous. All right. Read it quietly to yourself now on air. <laughs> Laura! Oh, me? Oh, wait, Am sorry. I? That's no, wait. Job. Thank you, Liam. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guess what we have? We have some dice in the store. There's these three new sets. There's not the Brave. Oh, wait, oh, wait. They, I mean, they're beautiful dice, Whoa. but check out, this one comes with an extra special <gasps> treat. Oh, cool. Wow, there you go. You can play with them. Thank you so much. And then we also have these Beauregard Lionette dice. Yeah. Oh, it's such a, a beautiful color. Pop, pop. pop. In your Ooh. Dice I'll give those over to you, no. Marisha. <laughs> and then these ones, these fabulous four stones. Ooh. Ooh, it's like the ocean with flecks of Ukatoa gold. There we go. Check them out, they're on the store. Also, this new shirt is available now. Yeah. 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 It's by artist Josh Cranton, Twitter handle at JC Sketches or JCS Catches, depending on how you read it. Where is this one going? Is this one is this one for me? Is this one for um you can have it. There you go. Well done. That's it, that's what we got. Go check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Good drop. Good drop. Good. Well yeah, it's it's good. If I'm mistaken, I think that concludes our announcements. Oh, so uh, let's, start. Oh, no. let's go ahead and jump oh. into tonight's episode of Critical Role.
all share the same goal Adding more allies, taking more chances Hold your breath and roll It's Thursday night All ye critters, come join us It's time to continue our plan There is magic and mystery From darkness our friendship will rise But one thing's for sure We never give up on the Welcome back. So, last we left off, Bell's Hells, after a very deadly encounter with the Legend of the Peaks, Otahan Thule, with three members of their team dead, two returned, and Laudna left unable to do so. You brought her body back to Drusar, pulled in some favors with Eshtaros, who then pulled in some favors of his own, but then you called out to the leader of the Erishari, Keyleth who brought you to the town of Whitestone. There, she hoped to introduce you to people that could help you in your concern. There, you met Lord Percival de Rolo, who, upon learning about Laudna's condition and involvement with Delilah, was extremely unhappy and unwilling to grant aid in this circumstance. But Vexalia felt a little more empathetic. Upon, upon calling Pike Trickfoot, the cleric of Vox Machina, to come and try and resurrect your friend Ladna, discovering this lingering connection, the dangers of being uncertain as to how to assure that Ladna came back and not Delilah herself, you traveled to the Trickfoot Manor, and she put you all through a unique ritual that projected your spirits into whatever dark pocket dimension it seemed that Ladna and Delilah had been whisked away in the afterlife to. There, you traversed a series of odd memories, dark traumas of Ladna's past, battled some of these inner shadows that seemed to linger and be drawn around Delilah's necrotic life force, eventually coming through a shadow version of the town of Whitestone a twisted, leafless version of the sun tree where she once hung from, and did battle with the shade of Delilah Briarwood. Upon going through this struggle, this fight, it was discovered that it wasn't just Delilah, but the dark tree itself represented what was holding Laudna here, it seemed. And through some ingenuity and some well-placed eridic fire spells, the tree was set aflame. After a few of you had been knocked out of this dream, eventually you destroyed the tree, left Delilah screaming, and all of you awoke suddenly, back on the floor of Pike Tripfoot's home. And here, in the dark interior of this room, you all come back to your conscious physical self here in Exandria, looking at the low-lit, candlelit interior of this abode, the glowing sigils along the floor, the glyphs that anchored you to this strange dark realm, now fleeting, their energy dissipating, leaving the room and floor dark. As you all glance around at each other, realizing that you've managed to escape, hopefully with some semblance of victory, you look upon the still body of Laudna, still there on the ground. 
at this very point, as you all kind of look about each other, sitting up, uh, Pike Trickfoot, who is still kind of sitting in a prayer position, glances up as the last of you come to. Um, so, uh, how'd it go? Did, did it work? Uh, I think so. We didn't see, well, we didn't see Laudanev get released, but we came back so fast, I, I don't know what. Delilah was screaming. I think it worked. What do you see, Miss Trickfoot? Uh, okay, hold on. Um, she grabs her symbol again. Uh, she reaches into this like side pouch she has settled on the ground that's like half cocked and opening a bit. And you can see some materials kind of spilling out. She goes, oh, oh no. Puts it back in her hand and kind of scatters it across the area, just along the floor outside of Laudan's body. And then she places her hand out about a foot over her corpse. Concentrating for a bit, you see a soft, kind of orangish glow that seems to emanate between the hand and the top of Ladna. At which point, he, she closes her fist and pulls it back, her eyes opening. Okay, I, I sense that. I sense that 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 force, that that connection between Delilah, that I previously saw, is heavily diminished. It's not gone, but it's it's definitely not as strong as it was. She looks over her shoulder, and you see Vexalia, who's kind of still leaning back against the door, looking around, an intense expression on her face of both concern and a hint of relief at your return. Well, if you left her screaming, then that's one thing, is it not? Pike, do you trust this? Do you think this is a good idea? Pike just kind of thinks for a second. Makes eye contact with each of you in turn as she glances about the circle. She means a lot to you, right? Yes, of course. She means everything. And you understand that I, I don't have assurances entirely that, that this is going to work. Of course, it's it's better than it's better than where she is now. Nothing in this life is guaranteed, but we want to try, please. She looks back over her shoulder at Vexalia, and Vexalia just gives her kind of a tense nod. Pike turns back around. You can see like the beads of sweat that have been building on her face, kind of streaking down the dampness in her blouse. She's been concentrating on this journey you just went on for quite some time, and you can see it's taking a bit of a physical toll. Uh, Lady, Lady Vex is. Is your husband going to be okay with this? He'll have to be. Don't you worry about that. I'll handle it. Pike? Okay, hold on a second and get some water. And she gets up and kind of darts off to the kitchen. Okay. Sure. What does Laudna's body look like? The same? The same, just as you left it. Peaceful in its stillness, still cold to the touch, but present. I thought all you needed was water to bring her back. We've been doing this wrong the whole time. Days ago. I, I thought when we went there and then came back, she would be fine. Pixelia goes, these matters are a bit out of my speciality. Um, and she gestures over to the kitchen. You see Pike Trip come around the corner with a full pitcher, and it's just like, just chugging it's kind of spilling a bit in the chin. <sighs> Sorry, it's just, um, well dehydrated. Okay, uh, anybody else? Need water? I'll have yeah. some. Oh, here you go. Is that, is that important to the 
No, it's just important to stay hydrated. Oh, you know, just okay. a general you know, matter of health. Drink water. Oh. Yeah, sure. It'll keep you looking young. <laughs> okay. I know. I feel like Pike's pitcher would be this, the right size for you. Oh, I'm getting smaller. What's happening? Oh no! Delilah's curse. <laughs> Where is he? Yeah. Pike sits back down in the position she wanted. She goes. So, uh, so no, we haven't actually conducted a resurrection ritual yet. To, to raise the dead, uh, we needed to see if we could separate the two, because I wasn't certain. We had an equal chance of bringing one or the other back if I tried it then. I think the odds may be now more in our favor, which is, which is great. You did great. You, all of you did great. Um, so now we just gotta, now we just gotta cross our fingers, I guess. It could still be Delilah? There's always a chance. So we gotta see if it's Laudna and be happy, and if it's Delilah, then we're in a fight. Well, if it's Delilah, and she looks back at Vex again, and Vex goes, we'll handle it. Oh, shit. So, I'm sorry, wait, Delilah's soul might come back into Laudna's body? Vex goes, uh, well, I mean, it's possible. It's always been possible. They're 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 connected uh, in ways that are a bit beyond my reach, and uh, I'm not to brag. I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, you seem like it. Yeah, you thank you. Really I appreciate that. It. I like you a lot too. Thank you. Something about your energy. I don't know. It's yeah, yours too. It's really great. It's um, fantastic. Anyway. Well, wait. I thought we 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 killed Delilah in there. We dream killed her? <laughs> Not to burst your bubble at all, but we've also killed Delilah a couple times. She has a habit of not really going. Damn. But, but, with what you've done, not only is there a better chance that we'll bring Laudna back, but there's a slight chance that we can break them apart entirely. It's worth it. Yeah. Laudna is worth it. Please. Okay. Okay. It's back over at Vex. Okay. Okay. Um, she begins to lay out a secondary ritual. This one, uh, not quite as elaborate as the one that took you all into that dark realm, uh, but not without its beauty and detail in its own right. As she scatters elements of uh, powdered silver and other other components and reagents that she arranges and speaks little soft, whispered prayers under her breath. You kind of feel that excitement and tension and worry, all that emotion coming up at once, that anticipation, that horrible, wonderful anticipation. Uh, she wipes her hand and the far curtains that kind of kept a little bit of light in the kitchen, close on their own. The doors close a little bit. She lights a few more candles and uh, looking about the rest of you. So as part of this ritual, I have to reach out to her soul, her spirit. Um, I'm going to need three of you at some point uh, to step forward and take my hand and speak to her. I'm, I'm a stranger to her. You need to take my hand? Possibly, yeah. Oh, well, I'll wait till wait, later. Wait, wait, wait till I cue you. 
Um, but uh, when that happens, you may feel odd. You may feel like you're you're speaking into a chasm, an echo. But I assure you, she should be able to hear you. Just think of something that would give her reason to come back. And I also have to tell you, sometimes the spirit doesn't want to, and there's nothing we can do about that. So if you, if you really care about her and you really want her back, find a way to let her know. This isn't the first time I've done this, and I know it won't be the last. And for the most part, it's worked. So take heart in that. Anyway, she reaches up and grabs her holy symbol once more. Everlight, please. Bring these friends together. And she places her hand onto Lodna's chest and begins to whisper beneath her, beneath her breath. And you watch as the silver begins to burn up. You watch as the glyphs begin to glow, this time golden at first, but then they fall to a pale white light, almost matching the coloration of Lodna's skin. As that light begins to brighten and brighten, the rest of the ambient light in the room begins to dim and dim, like all the focus is now pushed into the center where the body lies. For a moment, you watch the back begin to arc as the body begins to lift off the ground ever so slightly, her hair dangling past her shoulders and falling to the ground like a dark, unmoving waterfall. Here, the breath seems to almost leave the room as everyone holds it. Even Lady Vexalia across the way can't help but lean forward, focused, intent on this ritual. As Pike closes her eyes, finishes her prayer, and opens them once more, that bright, pale, silver light once again is now glowing out of her own eyes. As she speaks, her voice echoes, like numerous versions of her own voice are projecting and supporting what she says. As she shouts out into the space between you all, she says, Laudna, wherever you are, come back to us. Come back to your family. And without breaking eye contact with whatever distant space she's focused on, she reaches a hand out to whoever will take it. Please. May I? Yeah. Laudna. I don't know you any better than the rest of the gang, but I know your history. You deserve to be more than a footnote in Delilah's story. There are people here who need you. They need your life and your heart. I don't know what Bell's Hells will be without your darkness, Ladna. Or your light. Please, I, we don't want to leave anyone behind. Least of all you. We gotta get that blood flowing through your veins again, please. Come back, and with his free hand, 
sort of scooches forward on his knees and he starts trailing his hand down through Laudna's hair and red poppies start to bloom all through her black hair. Sort of wreathing her face. Okay. So in that regard, I'll allow you to make either a persuasion check or nature, using the poppies as a, an anchor. Your choice. Come on. As you prepare, as you see Chetney take three chisels in between his knuckles, <laughs> just in case that bitch comes back. Nature. This is basically a straight roll. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. Okay. okay. Threshold was ten. Uh-huh. So that is one success for the ritual, which lowers the DC by three okay. of the resurrection. As you finish the completion of the poppies and withdraw back to the space where you were sitting, or you can remain with your hand on her if you wish. I'll stay by her side, holding okay. Miss Trickfoot's hand. Pike, still focusing forward, puts her other arm out, palm up, waiting for somebody else to step forward and join the ritual. I'll take it, unless. No, no, you're better at these things. I won't actually take it because I feel like that would ruin the moment, so. Um, <clears throat> I will, um, uh, uh, with my other hand uh, gripping my, my, that coin, uh, I will take her hand and I'll just whisper to her, um, uh, Laudna, you, you might not have been, you know, perfect, but you loved and you loved escargot and sashimi, and you loved Imogen, and I've always been told that a soul that loves at least touches perfection. Um, you once said to me that um, this, the worst thing that ever happened to you has already happened, and now I can say that the worst thing that ever has happened to us has already happened. With you not here, uh, it's really scary. And not the fun kind. Um, Pike said that you might not want to come back, so I'm afraid we can't let you do that. So I'm gonna cast Compulsion on her and compel her to come back, if possible. Okay. To that point, because it is a, that spell will be considered your entry for this sure. skill check. So I will say the spell allows you to either choose intimidation, <laughs> to be, to compel in your own intimidating way, sure. um, or to roll and just add your spell Modifier, which is your wisdom modifier. Yeah. Break out the fucking fucker. Yeah, okay. Natural one. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't have a moat by any chance, did you? I did. Did you you drink the potion? Take that ahead of time. Okay. Unfortunately, the attempt to push forth a spell 
into another ritual, to a soul that currently is beyond any boundary you've attempted to reach past, you feel the magical energies just sort of scatter like they hit nothing, like a, like a breath into the wind. You still feel her presence, much like you did in that dark space. But you're uncertain as to whether or not this contribution was strong enough. I'm going to put my hand on FCG's shoulder. And... Can I? I'll release her hand, yeah. her head and press her forehead and say, um, you know you saved my life, right? If you hadn't come into town when you did, I don't know how long I would have lasted. These last few years have been They've been everything. And through it all, through all the laughter and all the hardships, she was with you. She was choking you. If you come back, I don't know how you're gonna feel. I don't know if you'll feel free or if you'll feel empty. But I want you to know whatever, whatever hole she's leaving, I'll be there to help fill it, all right? I'll be there for you. I'm not gonna tell you to come back. I'm not gonna try to compel you to come back because that choice, Laudna, is yours now. No one gets to control you anymore, all right? Just know that I love you and I'm here. And I'm gonna take Pate and I'm gonna put him on her chest. Make a persuasion check for me. Can I guide her? Sure. I'll allow it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Do you have a boat or no? I used them both. Okay. Did you have the D4 for uh I did. Okay. What's it's, the total? Um, it's a seven. It's a seven? Okay. <laughs> no advantage on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's challenging, given the fact that this is a soul 
that is still bound to shadow. Shadow that now is vengeful, as diminished as it may be, and is still in some ways holding your voices back from finding the ears that needs to hear them. But with that final call, you watch as Pike's hair begins to drift upward past her shoulders and kind of undulating, floating in the air. She begins to carry herself up off the ground and begin to lift an inch, two inches, three inches off the ground, legs still folded in front of her. And you watch as all the sigils light up from underneath. Laudna's dark hair, as it kind of hangs off her shoulders, begins to lift up as well. And as Pike leans forward and places her hand once more on her chest, all the glyphs at once, a light, and then go dark as they both drift back to the ground. Uh, cannot find my usual resurrection dice. I thought it was here. That silver dude, right? Yeah, but shit, that's okay. I'll use this one. Use the kind of black, purple, almost laudanesque color. It seems fitting. It yeah. seems fitting. Okay. We're going to take a picture of that. I'm oh, no. so stressed. I got a nose bleeding. Oh, oh my no. god. How appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Moment passes. In that stillness, you hear Pike exhale and under her breath say once more, come on, come on. Exhale leans forward. Pike did it. I don't. She leans forward and places her hand over the front of her mouth, her nose. Is she a real shallow breather? Oh, she, she doesn't breathe at all, most of the time. She licks her hand and slaps the side of Laudna's face, of which immediately Laudna sits up, jolted awake from the pain. Laudna, if you come back to the table, please. What did you roll? 16. (laughs) Oh my god. What was the DC after two failed? Oh man, 15? Well, it was 12 initially. And then it went down to nine, and then it went to ten to eleven. Oh my god, dude. That was so (laughs) gnarly. What did you roll? What did you roll? Sixteen. What did you need? A fifteen? Eleven. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was fucking stressful. Time to rise. You know, no big. Time to rise like a dark phoenix. (laughs) Where's my fan? Yep. It's kind of hard to read from that angle. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, 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 o
Okay, but we're feeling it. <laughs> oh you don't worry about it. Oh my god. Here, here, where's the thing? Those Mickey Mouse hands are messing me up, dude. <laughs> They're messing me up. Oh, oh, oh boy, touch me! Lana, you're back! Are you back? Are you okay? Is it you? Say something only Lana would know quick! Uh-oh, she can't speak. I, I, I don't... Have you found anything else out about your mom? Oh. It's her. Take this! No, it's good. <laughs> All of you. I remember all of it. Is she gone? Is she gone? You don't know. Is there is there any <laughs> physical difference whatsoever? From what you can tell, no. Not from not from where she was left. I'm, I'm going to do a, a quick uh, detect thoughts and just see if they're, you know, if she seems like she's not too confused or, or like she's all there. What, what do, <laughs> what, 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 what thoughts do FCG glean from just a passing <clears throat> view of your mind? Um, imagine it almost reads like a flip book all the memories that she was just reliving and going through. Confusion. Terror. Frustration. Elements of regression. A little lost. You, do you need to sit down? Do you, do you need water? There's a lot of water here. She's still levitating. <laughs> no, no, no. She, 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 <laughs> no. she and Pike both landed on the ground. Which at this point now, while you guys are in this moment of joy, you begin to take awareness back in of the room around you. Um, Pike, which is standing back about five to ten feet from you, uh, Lady Vexalia is at the door with this dark green bow covered in these arced twisted bits of wood and vine, an arrow knocked in it, Ooh. aimed right at Ladna. Pike, hand out in front, clutching holy symbol. Who are you? I think the more appropriate question is who are you? Pike? Would you have a look? I mean this with all due respect. Do not move. The moment you do anything strange or untoward, this goes between your eyes. And she pulls the arrow back taut, and as she does, you can see these like, small, thin brambles kind of spiral out of the arrow's wood and prepare itself 
this is just extremely pointed, jagged element that's just aiming straight for you. I'm just prepping telekinetic shove just in case. <laughs> Pike steps forward. Hi, I'm Pike Trickfoot. Are we. I just need to check something real fast. Do you trust me? No. She's trustworthy. She's, she's good. She's real good. Shh, shh. Reaches up and places her hand in front of you, and that same kind of warm energy seems to draw this tether between the two of them for a moment before Pike withdraws her hand. Okay, no, she's uh It's her. It's definitely her. Her, her Laudna, her? Laudna, yes, sorry, I should have specified. That's on me. Sorry, it's Laudna. It's Laudna. Um, Did you see anything else? I, I don't. She goes ahead and focuses hard once more. Pulls her hand away. Nope. Just Laudna. <laughs> Big Sully, I kind of like. <sighs> the bow goes slack. Is she telling the truth? Make an insight check. Oh, oh shit. Good question. <laughs> you don't know your, your mod? Oh, I get one. Oh, I had to pull him back in, but it hurts. Orm is still, Orm is still eyeing Lady Dorolo and holding, holding uh, Bane Switch. Oh, <laughs> very intensely waiting to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five. In the way. Five. <laughs> she seems pretty honest, best you can tell. What? What is that bow, Maya? Oh. Um, as as Lady Vex slackens. Oh, you know, stuff of the gods, all that business. Well, Lodna, welcome back. Uh, my name is Lady Vexalia de Rolo. Um, oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh. We, we took a trip. Um, well, we're, we're, we're in Mart's well, time. Is that a, it's okay, it, it's okay. It's, it, it's not like it was. It's not like it was. It's very different now. Or you should catch her up. She's obviously missing some pieces. A lot has happened. Did you see her recoil? <clears throat> now, now I'm just going to step between Dorolo and Lava. Mm. It was the best chance we had of bringing you back. Why would you bring me back here? So we wouldn't lose you, Lodna. We can leave. We can leave right now. Yeah, we don't have to stay. We have nowhere else to go, Lodna. Okay. I'm sorry. For what? I'm so sorry. You got nothing to be sorry for. I'm sorry. Everything you all went through, you didn't have to do that. You're right. We should just, we should have just left you for dead and just gone on, checking out the moon. A terrible inconvenience. How, how long? How long has it been? Years. Oh God! What happened to the solstice? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is all that's left. Just us. All we survived. It's just, just days. us. These fine people here are going to help us recreate society. I'm so confused. The one with the bow's with me. 
<laughs> you hear the bow <laughs> tensing <laughs> once more. Okay, okay. Be careful, you're in the presence of a lady. It's been a couple of days. We're gonna get you out of here. All right. And we're gonna get back to business. If you want, you can just close your eyes the whole time we're here. You don't have to look at anything. All right? But it is quite lovely outside now. I, we saw what it might have looked like for you. Everyone it's not saw the same. everything. Yeah, we yeah. saw everything. The place is healed. And so have you. Maybe, maybe I'd like to see it. Just a, just a little. Is that all right? Pike and Vex nod. All right, boys, stand down. In the two corners of the room, you two figures step out of invisibility. Ooh. And you see two armored, kind of masked members of the wow. Rifleman Corps. Shit. Weapons at the ready. Lower them. Oh, like Terran ghosts. Also, I don't know if we made the proper introductions. Uh, Pike, Pike Trickfoot, and then that's Lady Vexalia Durolo. Yeah, she's good. Hi, I feel like we may have met, but under different. We'll talk later. Uh, Do I have any recognition of yeah, who she uh, is? <laughs> you would. You know what? Go ahead and roll one, an intelligence check for me, if you don't mind. Straight intelligence. Just straight intelligence. Is that a seven? Yeah, it's a seven. Come on. Eight. Nice. <laughs> Not really, unfortunately. You were uh, just, you were just dead. Stupid. You were, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Intelligence of six. Know <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing. Still <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little taste. Lady Vexalia steps forward a little bit and slings the bow over her shoulder a bit. We, um, we have technically met, and, um, I, I should like to speak with you at some point. I believe we do have some things to talk about. Um, but for the time being, for the time being, you're our guests. You're very pretty. Uh, so are you. <laughs> anyway, um, We're all quite exhausted, I imagine. You're all very exhausted, and um, we have some guest rooms in the castle if you'd like to stay for the night. Is that all right, or are we good to stay for If you'd night? like. In a castle? Fuck yeah! Well, why don't we let Lauren okay make that oh. call? Oh, you're looking around like you're... I, 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 don't, I don't know yet, maybe we just take it. One step at a time. Hi, Ashton. Hi. Everyone at the castle was really you know, nice. Well, Mine's except, except for one one yeah. guy. 
let's not jump to. Right, and to that point, and Vex is like in front of the door, steps aside and opens it. And right as she opens the door, you hear. And looking just beyond it, you see four, five dozen riflemen, and then them flanked by what looks to be probably 50 or more pale guard, all completely surrounding the front of this house. Uh oh. Beyond that, you see across the way, elevated on a platform, a bit of a shine hits your eyes, and you see a glimmer of what looks to be some sort of glass before you make out to be the light hitting some sort of a sight, as a large, intricate, metallic rifle sits trained at the door, and a white-haired figure behind it shouts into the air. Vexolia! Pike! Do I have your assurance or your authority? Vex steps out and kind of into the view of everyone present, arms up. You have my assurance, darling. The man back there with the rifle. Very well. Pelgard, rifle call, stand down. And you watch as he pulls it up, and this is a long, strange barreled rifle. Um, before slinging it over his shoulder and stepping up from behind a barricade. All the other riflemen put their weapons to the side and can still train intensely on all of you as Vexali steps out into the light, Pike steps out as well, to the rest of you follow. Sure. Oh yeah. Staying close to the If Lana does. Are you okay to walk? Oh. Um. Should I take my hand? All right. You all step out with Laudna and Imogen holding up the rear. And here you see the scattered pale guard and rifle corps kind of taking steps back, weapons down at the ready, but still some of them intense looks, some of them curious, some of them are young and look like their inexperience comes through in that tension that you see in the face of a young soldier who hasn't really faced the danger of warfare yet. But around them, the first thing you see, Lotna, is color. You see a light gray sky with broken bits of sky blue. You see vibrant rooftops and fresh shingles, gardens and flower bushes set at the base of windows. You see a well-kept cobblestone roadway. You hear people laughing in the distance and talking. You see Whitestone as you remembered it and even brighter. The memories you've held of this place for so long, it's decaying, corrupted, beaten form, the last memory you had of your home. Fade 
instead now recalling your youth. You remember running up these streets. You remember excitedly meeting your elders as they set up shop. You remember running out and sneaking in to listen to Kiprian and Sermon. You remember trying to sneak into folks' yards and being caught and sent back to your parents with a stern talking to. All these positive memories return to you, which after who knows how long of reliving the traumas, you can't help but breathe cleaner air in the moment. And the thing that catches your attention behind this crowd of people, of soldiers and guards, is the towering, vibrant, bright, green and yellow leaves of the sun tree in full display, healthy as it's ever been, turning into the autumn colors. People. Oh, yes, we're yeah, done. Come, come Sorry, on. they all kind of divide a bit and. Do I see Percy? As you kind of glance through the crowd, it's around you as they separate. You don't see Percy at the moment. Actually, make a perception check for me. She's done now. <laughs> it's, been rough, it's been a rough day. Now, I mean, uh, my eyes. Still a little. <laughs> do be aware. Still a little loopy. Because this is uh, this is a thing to, to be mindful of, as this was a raised dead spell. You do have minus four to all attack rolls, oh. saving throws, and ability checks right ability now. Ability checks right now. Yes, nice. nice. And that reduces by one every long rest. Right. Wow. Oh man, so really messed up. It's gonna be. A and ability checks. Does, does yeah. Orum see Dorola? Because this whole time, even though Orum understands the reasons and the fear that people here would have, his head is still on a swivel in case we need to throw down. Of course. So, four. Four. <laughs> and I know, you do not see him anywhere in the crowd. I know she's walking, and I know she's talking, but does she look the same as before? Same pallor, complexion, any sort of indications of, I don't know, rouge anywhere? Yeah. Make a perception check. And you make one for? 22. 22. Don't worry, coming in hot with a six! Well, High <laughs> rollers over here. Well, actually, I have advantage on Fae Fiends and Undead. I don't know if. What Technically, she counts as an undead. Come on, bitch, roll it with the 10! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, aside from the. Creep it up there. Aside from the, the somewhat like shredded elements of her dress that are still remnants of where the blades struck her during the fight with Oban. Ladna looks pretty much the same. If I could say a little oddly more pale or exhausted, given the uh, the lingering remnants of the raised dead spell, but nothing, nothing beyond that. Actually, your skin does look a little Oh, oh boy! Oh, 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 oh,
the I've... dads are in full effect. <laughs> you all got cool glasses? Yeah. Without me, I want cool glasses. Here you go. <laughs> you did watch as Lord Percival, upon alleviating his position with the rifle, uh, is looping around the north side of the marketplace, kind of in the around the crowd, almost to head off on the way to the sentry. Mm. You look twitchy. Um, at this distance, hard to tell. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but as you step through the crowd, kind of beyond the uh, the southern edge of this uh, kind of open courtyard at the center of the city, as you step out into the open space, and you now have a full view of the beautiful sentry. You can see the, the constructed benches and little paths that kind of wrap around its base. You can see the people that were completely unaware of all the tension and danger and odd uh, brushes with the necromantic history of this city, just going about their daily business, though very curiously looking at the large gathering of soldiers and pale guard that rushed the outside of Pike's homestead. Um, but the tree sits there before you. The kind of gentle wind blowing through it, you can see kind of its, its size is so immense that as the breeze hits it, you can see the waves of wind kind of scatter across it in sections. Doesn't seem real. Still in a dream, but this one's just not a nightmare. This gets to be real now. Are you sure? This isn't one of her tricks. I'm sure. You promise. Cross my heart. Rewrite the vision and the memory in her head. But it's like the sentry she knows is fighting. It's almost like it's flashing back and forth. It's like right in the periphery of her eyes, she can see darkness and ropes swinging and the sound of screams. in the dissonance between that and the laughter of children and the market nearby. And it's confusing. And from that laughter of children, you see four kids kind of run past, uh, one of them trying to tag the others as they dart off a little bit older, a little bit sprier, looks like a younger sister who is not able to keep up with three other local children. As they all run off, she kind of glances over at you and sees you and kind of. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You're scary. 
It's okay. I'm fun scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? reaches in like this little kind of uh, almost like a like an overall front pocket and pulls out what looks to be like a crumbly piece of bread or some sort of a baked piece and goes Are you hungry? I bet my pet rat would love that. <laughs> you have a pet rat, that's so cool. Can I see him? <laughs> this is Pate. Hi, Pate. Would you like to hold him? Yeah. You can see out of the periphery, the three other kids are like behind a part of the tree, going like, oh, "What the heck?" Just grabs it. You see the black sinewy strands form as Lotna skitters him around the kid. <laughs> he smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He's a little sensitive about it. Hi. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> And she kind of lets it go for a second, and just kind of runs off to join the other kids. Like, who was that? What did you talk to? Oh, she was fun, scary. And they just kind of like run off, and you hear them darting behind the tree, out of sight. As Lana grapples with this concept that there are these children who are never going to know anything different. She reaches up and she just touches the sun tree. Do I feel anything? It feels warm. Like a tree that's been in the sun for a protracted period of time, the bark itself has almost a, a noticeably living warmth to it as you kind of just take in its texture and that odd connection with something that feels so natural but has so long been an image, a representation of the darkest time in your life. A little orange leaf kind of flutters down past it up, just kind of press my forearms and my cheek against the sun tree as it's the first warmth she's felt in some time. And she closes her eyes and starts to embody 
her form of tread. But this time you see her, her normal morning veil kind of cracks and crumbles and falls kind of in the same way that the leaf does. And she just takes the sun tree and embodies it. And from onlookers, it looks like branches start sprouting from her shoulders. And you see almost an entire life cycle, a season's worth, or year's worth of seasons as the branches bloom and then wither and then fall. Until eventually, she drops it. footsteps approach of about a dozen or so figures. Heavy boots. Not intently, but just approaching with purpose. Amongst them is a white-haired, white-bearded gentleman with glasses and a long gray and blue coat and a rather massive rifle-like contraption slung over his shoulder and his back. Hello. I take it your name is uh, Lodna. My name is Impercival Drogo, the third. This is my home, and I acknowledge that you have suffered much under the Briarwoods. This is my home, too. Indeed. On behalf of the Duello family, I apologize for what befell you and yours. Okay. There's no way to make up for any of it. Believe me, I've tried. But we've done our best, and I suppose you are welcome home whenever you should wish. I named my dead rat after you. Excuse me, what? You have a long-lost cousin, his name's Pate. Lady Vixalia kind of approaches from behind him, puts her hand on Percival's shoulder and goes, darling, you're so awkward. <laughs> Just imagine the circumstances. I mean, we we were merely taking precautions. Have you felt it? 
tree. In what way? It's warm. Looks to Vex with a curious glance, and she kind of goes, oh, you're going to make me do a Kayla thing, aren't you? <laughs> he walks forward to the tree next to you, kind of gives you a the look of a, a parent that's placating a child's request for a moment, but then softens a bit. And places his hand on the tree, looks up to it, that kind of slightly put out expression in his side to his breath. Still keeping a close eye on you at the corner. But then you see he can't quite hold back the edge of a smile that curls to his left lip. No, you're right, it is, uh, it is quite warm. Lady Vexolia, you should feel it too. Imogen. They step forward and Lady Vexalia places her hand on the tree. Darling, you really don't really touch the tree. Well, I don't really, I look at it, it's beautiful. I, I... You should touch it. All right, all right. Pat kind of runs up and puts her hand on the tree. In your head you hear, get up here. Oh, oh, oh. Touch the tree. Mm. So warm. I'm really enjoying the view right now. I don't know if I can. It's just really hilarious. Come on. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> strong bark. Very supple. Oh yes. Isn't it magnificent? It is. Yes. Lola just kind of moves her hand over on top of Percy's. <sighs> Sorry for what the Briarwoods have done to you two. That's what it means to be a survivor, to break the cycles. the strange habit of talking to this tree. He talks. Well, uh, she talks to it. Uh, she talks to a lot of trees. Sorry. What does she say? She says it's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> This has been a delightful um, invitation. And to be honest, I'm, it is nice to just spend a bit of time. Yeah, because it has been some time. Looks over to Vex and she kind of smiles back at him. Well, uh, I've invited them to stay in the castle as our guests. And Bruce is like, whoa. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> yes, they are our guests. 
Very well, then I assume you will handle showing them to their quarters. Um, you have some. You have some people that care a lot about you. So. Know that. Sometimes it's. All you can rely on. Adjust his glasses a bit. I need to go ahead and uh, have a drink and call my nerves. <clears throat> he steps away a bit into the good wine. <laughs> he steps away, leans back. Vixalia, darling, are you? Actually, I'm going to stay with. Um, these folk for a bit. Show them around. Like as you said, show them to their quarters, since that's obviously not your responsibility, darling. And he walks off, his guard accompanying him back to the castle. Um, but you see him as he steps away, as brusque as his exit was, and as formal as his presentation wished to have been, you still can't help but catch him making one sidelong, kind of wistful glance at the sun tree as he heads north back towards the castle. Lady Vexalia, um, thank you. I know you put yourself on the line for that, and um, I don't know how we can repay your kindness. Well, consider it a gift out of the goodness of our hearts, and a favor that maybe one day we'll call back in. Anytime you need it. Nevertheless, uh, this mood's a bit dour. Let's go ahead and uh, let's have a little walk around the town. I'll show you some places here. There's a fantastic bakery that back here works on. Bakery. <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds great. But through this, the afternoon of Whitestone is yours before the evening begins to creep inward. Is there anything specifically you wish to accomplish here within? Just as Whitestone? they were walking off, uh, Orem moves over by Fern and. <laughs> Pulls her down close to his mouth, your ear. Says, I was ready to hold off all the white stone, but I'm sure glad we didn't have to. Me too. And then he doesn't let go of your hand. Up to you. <laughs> yeah, really like that. I just, I wanted to thank you very much for helping us and bringing our, our friend back. Oh, uh, happy to help. May I give you a hug? Yeah. Yeah. Goes out and. I'm gonna try No, to you're not gonna do it. <laughs> yes. I'm not yes. gonna do it to your own. Character. <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on. I gotta. Oh my God. I'm gonna go to crit roll stats and look up Pike's uh, oh. stats here for a second. Shout out to crit roll stats. Amazing. Wonderful people. Love you. Love you. Love you. Okay. <laughs> What'd you roll? Seventeen. Okay. 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 <laughs> 
Okay. Pike kind of gives you a big hug and goes, Wow, you're so fuzzy, and kind of like rubs the fuzz on the side of your legs a bit. Um, anything particular you're going for? Um, the holy symbol. Oh, no. wow! Okay. What's uh, the matter with you? <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, oh, oh. I just have to. Well, you, you get go ready to do another re resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead and like get your finger through the chain and begin to pull, and as she kind of pulls away from the hug, she kind of gets like caught, like, ah, I, oh, I, I think you're caught. I'm, oh, I just, shoot. Mm, pulls Nicholas. your finger out of the chain, kind of adjusts it on her and goes, oh, well, sorry about that, just uh, gets caught on things. Oh, yeah, my my bracelets and all this hair, it just gets all tangled. She Thank smiles. You. She gives you a wink, <laughs> an annoying look. Well. Feel free to come by the bakery, where I can see you. Okay. In plain sight. Yes. At all times. I just. Okay. <laughs> You're incorrigible. Well, no, I was just thinking because. And amazing. Well, if we ever had to bring somebody back again, it seemed to, the necklace seemed to help. All right. So come, on, come on, come on, <laughs> Miss Miss Pack, that was amazing back there. Can, can you? You've said you've re resurrected things in the past. I have, yeah. Uh, uh, and have you ever done animals? Because I was thinking, like, maybe pate or oh something. Oh If you. But he's missing a head. Oh. You know what's funny? No. When I was in whatever plane of existence that I was trapped in, I, d I did have pate, and I got to uh, remember and, and recall creating him, and I think I, I felt you all there. And that was, that was nice, because I, I made Tata, just have someone to talk to. <coughs> Bless you, FCG. But not building him again, but still feeling your presence. It didn't feel so lonely that time, and it felt like it rewrote that memory a little bit as well. And it was already a good one, and... And I was able to have great conversations with him again. He was still my anchor, even there, and... Um, I think I was able to take a little of your... all of your collective essence, still finding words, and um, I pull Pate out and take the sinewy strings and kind of collapse them down on itself on top of him, and pull him apart and cast Find Familiar. Yes. What? And just like releasing a dove 
just. It falls dead. See what happens. <laughs> I don't know if this is going fly? to work, and I. <sighs> Can it fly? So you you watch as the lifeless, headless body of a rat affixed to a skull <laughs> tumbles into the air. The string is kind of stretching and breaking, and it arcs downward before the back tears open in what looks to be a pair of awful-looking, tattered wings that emerge from the back. Like his rib cage is now yeah. his like, wings. Like, oh my god, I love that! As it flies up, uh, seemingly held aloft by some unseen necromantic powers, as it kind of just hangs there limply, it's the wings kind of You've not, not seen this sort of puppeteering before. The head kind of oh. looks up towards the rescue before it goes, Oh, hello. Oh. It's so nice to meet all of you. Oh. 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 Hey, you can hear him too. You can, you can hear him. Yeah, absolutely. I goes, Wow, that's really creepy. Huh. I'm going to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Oh, happy to help. Goes over and just kind of keeping an eye on this, goes over to, to Vex and like gives her a hug and kind of whispers in her ear and then takes off and heads off to the bakery. Um, Pate. Pate is now, <laughs> goes, all right, so it's real nice to meet all of you for the first time. Really not for the first time, but like really the first time. You especially, you're real nice looking. Oh, it's so nice, so nice to meet you too. Is it, is it, is it Bate now? No, he's still Pate. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. Still, you know, but he can, he can fly. Yeah, he can fly. I can get real randy. You can sing? Oh, we yeah. Like this loud, oh. high-pitched squeak. Like like two smoothed bones are rubbed against each oh. other and just causes this like high, weird, off-kilter sound. Lady Vexalia goes like, all right, that's interesting. Uh, lovely. Can we not? Pate, save it for later. Oh, yeah, right. No worries, but no. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to put it all on display for free yet, you know. Exactly. Got to build some mystery. <laughs> um, Pate, this is, this is Ashton. It is so nice to meet you. Oh, look at you! Hey, look at you! This is Aurum. Aurum, you're even smaller. What a couple of days it's been. Oh, wow. You wow. remember Imogen? Imogen. Oh, I do indeed. And like, flies up this tiny little rat hand that puts it out, and takes it, goes like, yeah. And like, oh. kind of kisses it, but like, Pate, like the pa bone kind of. Boundaries. Gentlemen. He, uh, we'll have to work on, no, <laughs> on that. Um, and this is FCG. Smiley day to you. Whoa. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, whoa, you are alive now. <laughs> <laughs> it feels great. It does. I just found out I have a soul. So. Congratulations. Oh, That's amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, Fern, who. Oh, hello. hello. Oh, hello, Miss Fancy. Hello. I'm all right. Yeah. 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 
Sorry, it's just <laughs> natural <laughs> process, you know. Speak for yourself, no. darling. You like him. This is a lot. Rethinking a lot of <laughs> things. <laughs> and that is um, Chutney. Chutney. Hey, buddy. Puts his little, like, rat <laughs> fist up. Look at this bump of, what are you, okay? He's still made of bones and and right. It kind of snaps oh, a little bit in the head. Oh, shit. It's all right. I can make a wood splat. Whoa, this is quite a day, isn't it? Um, and this spell lasts like a minute or <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> this spell just lasts. This Find familiar until you uh, dispel them. And it lasts oh, well, for. There's more going on here, too. Okay. Yes, there's more because oh, of my pact. Got a little bit of English going on here, huh? Yeah. Um, oh Your pact with who? It just he's just he's just here now. Great! He's just What a family. family! Just like the rest of you, we're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> I can't wait. I love flying things! <laughs> um Oh that's right. Alright, alright, Pate, what did you um uh, just uh, get on my shoulder. Yeah, and, yeah, crawl um, back in the home. Like skitters up under your hair, up into your hair, and just kind of lays flat against your skull until he's not visible anymore. Like little, he almost like, looks a, like little, a little. You can uh, do like a, a like a little font. fastener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fastenator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little. Is that actually what I don't just know? A, yeah, just poppy flowers going. Just kidding. They were never Oh, so. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, I, I I do feel like he um he has a little of, of you, uh, of all of you in him, of us. I can see. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, especially FCG. He was really similar to you. Mm. Absolutely. I don't like him. I'm sorry. I just am trying to be honest with all of you. He freaks me out, and he flies, and it's creepy. Does he remind you of shithead? He does. I'm sorry. Maybe this is, um, you can rework those traumatic memories, just like I, I've oh, been doing. Uh, all right, yeah. I guess I could work on myself and try to get past that fear. Mm-hmm. Slowly. I think be a good, yeah. a good um, partner in that, because he flies and he's smaller, so it could get you used to. All right, maybe like once a day I could spend a a minute with him and maybe work you up to two really minutes. long arms, you can keep him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are we gonna fix those at some point? Do you need do you need uh, anyone to take a look at that? Because I don't I don't remember that track. Talk to Mr. Dorolo about it. Actually. I think he tinkers with things. Uh, yeah. Maybe you have an so, ally for, uh, for this. Tour. Yes, yes. We'll show around the city a bit, and then we'll get you to your rooms, and that should be just about time for the sun to be setting for dinner. Um, A different chamber, darling. We've done some renovation since you were last here. Um, But uh, follow me as Lady Vixalia begins to give you a relatively detailed, if you know, brisk walk through the major portions of the city, explaining the expansions, explaining the clock tower that you came in as one of her 
her husband's grand personal projects to commemorate the sacrifices that their troop, known as Vox Machina, had made uh, in protecting uh, Taldore and, as put, an inscription on the stone, the realm, which feels a little arrogant, to be honest, but. Vox <laughs> Machina. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's no real branding in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it's hard to say. Uh, after a fine tour, <laughs> and the. I'd say Machina. Yeah, Vox Machina. 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 You return to the castle. You are given fine guest quarters that are beautifully set and decorated with fine linens uh, for the. Various inns and or cramped spaces you've stayed in for a while, it is a, a welcome change of pace. Um, dinner is eventually served. You are called to this fine long table um, where the lord and lady are sitting and uh, the scents fill the interior of this firelit stone-arched room. <clears throat> um, it is a fine meal. And if there's anything in specific you would like to inquire about the Lord and Lady, you may. Or we can continue on into the evening's rest. I might ask them just for the location of that temple, the Horizon Temple, at some point. Uh, Percival kind of leans forward with his goblet. Oh, um, yes, the, um, the Horizon Temple rests on the southern edge of the city, not quite on the edge. It's in. Um, an intersection of five different streets. Um, it's on the corner there. The entrance entryways are designed to face the uh, major exits to the southern walls of the city, as is the want of the change bringer. Um, but yes, if you're going there, speak f uh, speak to Guide Osli Kamida. Guide Osli. Osli Kamida. Kamida. Yes, he is the. Um, the proprietor of the temple. I guess proprietor is not the right word. The holy person. You're not very religious, I take it. You know, it's interesting. You meet a few gods, and it kind of just dispels the mystery. Hmm. Oh. And, oh, sorry, no, I, I just had a curiosity. I don't want to be forward or anything. Um, someone like you, of your stature, has a staff and, and uh, people all around him to take care of him. I, again, not to be too presumptuous or anything, but the way that you carry yourself, your demeanor, um, it just sort of implies like that you might need just a friendly person to talk to every once in a while. I mean, some people, I'm not suggesting this is you, but some people who sort of have like a, a guard up, you know, sometimes that could mean that they had some guilt in their past, or or a trauma, or something. I'm, I don't think that you have any of those things, but you know, if you if you did, it would be nice to talk to someone about that. You know, sort of get it off your chest. I have nothing of the sort. Well, that's good. If you ever did, I, you know, I'm, that's what I specialize in. And if you just want to talk, I'll, I'll just listen. Ever. <sighs> Takes a deep breath, and Lady Vixalia puts her hand out on top of his and goes, um. Darling, just be kind. <laughs> I appreciate your um, offer. Um, and I, in all due respect, uh, have spoken with a number of individuals over such these matters. 
maybe in time, more trust be gained and comfort, we could talk then. But for the time being, I'm a bit talked out about my traumas. Sure, of course. I didn't mean to presume and, you know, whenever you feel comfortable, you can talk to whoever you wish, yeah. Also, I don't know how long we're going to be in town, but if you, it seems like you, uh, from the clock and stuff that you built, are pretty handy with a, with a little, uh, with some tools and stuff. Oh. <laughs> he kind of laughs a bit. Uh, I, I have a bit of experience uh, with crafting, if you will. Uh, quite, a, quite a few of the uh, renovations of the city, actually, were my design. Oh, and really? Like, so I goes, yes, uh, Percival here is quite, quite an intellectual figure. He's accomplished at many things, um, but we can, and he goes, do you have a mind for crafting? Do you? Well, I, I don't uh, um, have myself, but you know, I, I don't know if you could tell by, by just looking at me, but I was crafted. I, I was built uh, at some point and, and constructed, and every once in a while I, I get together with um, crafty folk like yourself and kind of, Mess around with my, my parts to see if we can we can get um, get some new some new stuff out of it. You know, tinker around with my hands, my arms, and try to do some new cool stuff with it. So, uh, unfortunately, I, I believe such matters are a bit out of my expertise. Um, I've, I'm impressed by your vocabulary. The only other one of your kind with such personality I've met a friend of ours had created and was limited uh, a bit in its speech. Um, <laughs> oh, you met, you met you met one that could talk? Yes, yes, a uh, friend of ours, uh, Tarion, uh, uh, Terry Darrington. He, he's over in Wildmount, he's pursuing God knows what these days, but, uh, but yes, so, uh, I've not, this is not the first time I've met uh, a, a Socially engaging automaton. Well, that's me. Um, well, that's really. Uh, what was the automaton's name that you that you met before? Uh, Doty. Hmm. Though there's been, if I recall, looks to Vixalia. Yes, a, a number of different versions. Amazing. Well, if you um, could give me. Contact information or an address. I'd love to just write him a letter or something. Well, if you ever find yourself in Deerstock and Wildmount, I'm certain you've asked around for um, the uh, the homestead of Terrian Darrington, and I can guarantee you, folks who live there would know exactly where to send you. Great. Oh well, thank you. You're like a pen pal. <clears throat> yeah, I love I love one. Yeah, that's ask great. some questions. And um, I have a. a Request. I too am um, a bit of an inventor and an intelligent thinker myself. Um, I have a design that I'm really hoping that maybe you could you could make um, something small. It's nothing crazy. Um, I'm gonna dip my finger in the wine, and I'm gonna draw. A little gun. So, so this would be for my my monkey. <laughs> but what it needs what it needs to do is it needs to be um, able to shoot little fire pellets. So it needs to be work under under tremendous heat. 
Are you asking Would for you a gunky? Would you be able to please say again? A gunky, are you asking for a gunky? A gunky. A gunky, and it's also, you know, it's so we can have better aim. Roll a persuasion check. Do, do it, come on, natural 20, you gotta get <laughs> this gun. You gotta get this monkey gun, come on. Gunky, gunky. Okay, persuasion. Spread uh, the Durolo legacy. <laughs> 21. You see Percy sits back in his chair, almost like like leaning back into the high back portion of it, his kind of hands together. Are you asking me to craft a custom firearm for your monkey? Yes. And it's to shoot seeds. Uh, flame, flame shit. <laughs> Flaming. <laughs> It's more solid than it sounds. It's more solid. It, it's more solid than it sounds. But I'm thinking of something like it has a little shoot. He can shit. take them and then <laughs> poke, load poke them in. Gun. Yeah. Kind of puts his hands out on the table, like blinking a bit, adjusts his glasses a bit, and Lady Big Solly goes, "I mean, you know, this isn't too different from the uh, the pop gun design that you made for a number of our children years ago." Actually. I just might have something for you right now. Oh. Oh my god. I cannot believe <laughs> that worked. This is how Planet of the Apes started. Sir! <laughs> oh, <laughs> is your, how big is your monkey? Mister. Oh boy. <laughs> it's on the table. So immediately, like, starts Nobody. jumping through the plates and like starts grabbing and oh, stuffing food in the mouth. Oh, come on, Mister! It's just a kid. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, so this fine. is your monkey. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, <laughs> so this is a size, so something that would Grab fit him. in the hand. Grab him! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly the most interesting dinner we've had in a while. He finishes his like half-filled <laughs> goblet of red wine, takes napkin, I'll return, and scoops the seat back and steps away from the table. After he leaves the chambers for a bit, the door closes. <laughs> Lady Vixalia kind of leans back. Well, you've certainly loosened him up a bit. Your um, strange troop. Lady Vexalia, in in her head, she's going to hear me talking. Um, before the final course comes out, I can't help but notice Lana seems a little uncomfortable. Um, and I would like to ensure that it's not not like a lobster dinner or anything. That's what she was served here. The voice in her head responds, appreciate the hints up. There's a moment after that where Lady Vexali goes, I'm going to go ahead and check on something real fast, <laughs> just a powder my nose, uh -huh. and then um, uh -huh. uh, I'll return shortly. Put them back in the tanks. Back in the tanks. <laughs> back in the tanks. <laughs> Gets up and also leaves the room. At this point now, you are all left alone in this dining chamber, the crackling of the fire nearby. Okay, just to double check, we're going to be on our fucking guard for the rest of the time we're here, right? For sure, but also like the robes and the sandals in the room are fair game, right? They're incredibly <laughs> soft. Take those. The embroidery right. with the castle on it is also a very nice touch. Yeah, <clears throat> and how they fit us As all. Aside from being safe here, relatively, you know, I know we do have to get going to pursue our other, you know, goals and stuff. But it seems like this—they might have a lot of resources here for 
I don't know, finding out stuff and oh, God, knowledge and really libraries about and things? That was the question to that point. About, did we tell them about the city? Uh, did we tell them about the moon? <laughs> I was, we told Keyleth a tiny little bit. Then we should tell them. They seem like powerful residuum, people. we mentioned Residuum, but we only mentioned it right, right when we showed up, when everything when was. When they come back. We're talking to gods and stuff. Are we gonna we'll be tell them. allegedly. Are we just going to put everything on the table? Are we going to tell them about the potions, the the residuum, the moon? They saved Laudna's life. I mean, well, one out, one of them did. Yeah, couldn't hurt. I mean, you know, the moon kind of affects everybody. So, fair, fair heads up. Yeah, I think I think we should tell them. I'd rather have them as allies. However. We are definitely posting up at Laudan's door. I'll take the first watch, you take second, and you're number three. Number three! Shit! <laughs> oh! Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna look around. Do I have it? The spell left. Hold on, let me see. Are we in our rooms? Are we no, we're still in the dining room. I'm gonna cast Detect Thoughts. And see if there's any more invisible people in this room. Oh, okay. Invisible people. Invisible people. Oh, God, no. Okay. No. There are two figures in this chamber that are currently cloaked on opposite corners, just keeping watch. All right. I'm just gonna one by one, bling, 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 tell everybody to watch what they're saying because they're still. People listen. Yeah. A short time later, Lady Vexalia returns. Ah, the uh, final call should be up here very soon. A slight delay in the kitchen. Um, hope everyone likes potatoes. I love them. They're my favorite food. Wonderful. Sure. Yeah, I love potatoes are really? so good. Especially as a main course. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> in subject. Enjoy their after Lord Percival returns with a small box. Potatoes. So, um, Fern, was it right? Yes, yes, yes. Takes his glasses off, sits them on the table, opens his box. I made this for my children when they were much younger. Um, I think this might. Do for what you're looking for. Now, right. I know not how you train your monkey, but I would recommend not aiming at anybody's face or head that you'd like. Um, and he pulls Unless up. He's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. For sure. How do you train your monkey? Um, <laughs> he kind of does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> He hesitates. <laughs> <laughs> He'll only do it if, if you know, we're in a fight or something, and he needs to help us. If you would do me a favor of not giving this to him until he like ducks as like one of the small saucers goes over his head and shatters the wall behind his mistress, like. Uh, Mister, come, come here, come here, come here. Curls back up on your shoulder. Fucking eyes are crazy. Bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking at me, or I know. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving this to your monkey once you've left the city, just to be safe. Um, but uh, and he shows you. It's it's essentially a small, simple tube uh, with kind of uh, what looks to be like a, like a, a trap door that kind of pulls open. Uh, and with it, it's more or less a potato cannon, like a, like a small <laughs> right. version of a potato gun. 
Um, <laughs> taken, taken in the fact that you are. Well, he said there's flame involved here. Yes. The right cap set in here, and he shows you kind of how to load it with just a little bit of black powder. Uh, lock in. Yep, just a little just bit. A little bit. <laughs> Three grains. Yeah. Scatter shot of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what it'll do. Oh my god. I, this is primarily like a, a teenager's toy. Um, just don't put any actual ammunition in it beyond your monkey's excrement. Okay. But you just put black powder in there, so it, is it okay to make, to do that? Just saying, if that were down the line, one time to put in some black powder, that would be okay? It's your lesson to learn. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, Mr. Lord Dirolo. Your main course of rapidly <laughs> prepared potato soup um, mm. <laughs> presents itself. Uh, it's still, you know, for for as for what you thought it would be, it's still nice, um, hearty. But eventually, your the dinner comes to completion. You're brought to your chambers. Actually, we were hoping before that um, a little bit over the to discuss. Actually, maybe retire to a salon or something to talk somewhere relatively private. That can be arranged. Go ahead and they finish their meal and lead you over to what looks to be an entertainment chamber uh, with a number of cushions and uh, like couches and you know, high back, dark maroon uh, leather seating. Uh, looks to be a, a small piano in a corner. It's just kind of like a, a hosting space. Is the manners ball in here? What was that, sorry? The manners ball? Manners ball, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a smaller chamber. It's not meant for a larger event. Yeah. Um, you don't remember Campbell? <gasps> I love everyone loves manners. Yeah. Um, but the the doors close behind. Um, Bexalia and Lord Percival sit in their their normal respective seats. I'm sure you can understand that this is going to be a little difficult because trust is thin, and this place is clearly has some negative connotations for some of us. Do we understand that? Yes. Yes. Well, we've shared a bit so. with the voice of the Tempest, regardless, so it'll probably wind its way back to you eventually uh, in our travels overseas. Um, we encountered something near and dear to you, Lord Dorolo. I'm going to open the oh, hole and hop in ahead. while this is happening. Don't mind me. So I encountered this um, on the black market in Amman some time ago. It's the residuum. Yeah. And more recently, came across it in um, Basras in Marquette. 
we believe, uh, connected to the Cerberus assembly in Wildmount. And I have to imagine that is not your intended destination. You open the lid of the box that you had. Oh yeah, I pull it out and yeah. immediately Percival kind of leans forward, fingers steepled, the bit of oil lantern light kind of glistening across his glasses as he kind of reaches out and kind of picks up and runs the powdered residuum glass through his fingers. This was one of two interesting materials that they were smuggling. Pull out the other potion. <clears throat> he looks over to Vexali and she takes up the potion and kind of begins to look it over. We've um, been aware of some missing shipments for some time. We've been trying to pinpoint as to where they were going and who was involved, and the care that was taken to keep them enshrouded was extensive. Now I've been following some personal threats that were leading us eastward believed to have some sort of Dwendalian and or Wildmount involvement. And the assembly, of course, had crossed my mind, but that is a truth I had been hoping would not be the case, as they are a very messy organization to confront. We've definitely seen signs that it's the case. It's been moving through a lot of hands. And I'm glad it found its way into yours, at least this much. What do you know about the Apogee Solstice? <sighs> Takes a deep breath. I know quite a bit I've read about solstices. Um, the Apogee Solstice, and it's once in a lifetime, at least a human lifetime. It, most currents tends to draw out the best and the worst of Xandrian society. Anyone with a, an interest in cheating their way to a better position through magical means is going to be out on those nights doing their best and their damnedest to achieve things normally unheard of or incapable. That's who we think. That's what they're working towards. They're working alongside Odahan Thul and the Unseelie Court. Am I right? There's so much to. We've been looking into Rudis and the. Um, the powers that it can bestow, potentially. Um, we were able to gaze upon the moon with a, a, a special telescope, and Orm and I both, both witnessed uh, a lattice, a magical lattice wrapped around the red moon. Trapped within it, on the surface, we saw 
a city. That is a dark portent, I suppose. This magical lattice, you said. He reaches over into what looks to be a pile of parchment and a small pencil box that's kind of resting over one of the bookshelves, and begins sketching out rapidly on the table, just like drawing this pattern. And it is a, it's an intricate lattice-like pattern. It, it, it isn't just like a crossover. There is like a, uh, a design to it. Something that almost looks like a kaleidoscope, a, a fractal pattern within the lattice that uh, progresses uh, and continues around. And it does indeed look similar to the one that you saw through that telescope. Is this what you saw? Yeah, very similar. Have you seen, how do you know? How? He looks to Vexalia and she leans back. We've seen it ourselves with our own eyes, though not on the moon, as you put it. This is the design of the Divine Gate. This is the barrier that divides the realms of the gods from Exandria, put in place post-calamity. So. Is there only one Divine Gate, or several, or? The Divine Gate is one, as far as I know, it, it's, it's one continuous entity or, or barrier. Oh, it's, there's, it's just everywhere. Kind of. It's hard to describe, and I don't fully understand it myself. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just a, a boundary that exists between. And she looks to Percy, and Percy goes, between these dimensions, it exists, this boundary, but it's not a, a thin sheet. It's a bit more esoteric. But it only exists in these spaces between dimensions and only exists around Exandria. But you'll saw this within Exandria, the sky of at least. Around Ruidus. I don't know what that means. Have you heard about um, secret gods, forgotten gods? No. Yeah, we're hitting you with a lot. Um, we've also learned, we think, that texts exist from long ago that describe Gods from the beginning, two of them. And, and your residual, Tartarello, I, I don't know how yet, I don't think we know how, but there are people out there who are stopping at nothing to make sure that whatever is up there is not found out. And those people are tied up in this. 
pointing at the residual. Uh, many across the entire world are constantly trying to steal this out from under us. So, you'll excuse me if it brings a bit more context as to our slightly paranoid nature here in the city. Does Dorolo seem skeptical, peaked? He seems interested, but his mind is. <laughs> okay. Oh, like a clock tower? Is this what this is? <laughs> wow. Really fun. Really fun. Yeah. I want one of those. I want one. I know. <laughs> I get the little, I get the little, I get the little. Well done. Well done. Thank His his eyes are darting around like he's not just accepting all the information, but is trying to piece things together in his mind. Is Lady Darrow still here? She's still here. Yeah. How about her? She's listening and just kind of keeping an eye on all of you. She's over with the hookah with Chet. Fuck it, moon. Good to hear you announce hookah. Is there any? Well, maybe not this context. We, but, we yeah. do have <laughs> we do have allies in Vasselheim. We can look into some of this mystery with our contacts and see if we can connect any of these dots. There are many. There are many who are preparing in advance of this solstice, while we are doing our best to keep our home protected, under watch, and the majority of our very controlled residuum exports from falling into untoward hands. A lot of people who have poked at this mystery have ended up dead. Easy does it. Certainly are. We do appreciate you being forthright with this information, and uh, I guess I'll put it on the pile. So this, sorry, I don't know anything. <laughs> this divine gate that 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 you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is there a, an entrance? And an exit to it, or is it? Beings of a less grandiose divine nature can pass through it, for the most part, without issue. It's mainly designed to keep the gods themselves from passing into our realm. That is fishing net. Indeed. Yeah, it's like it's because like Exandria is here. It's probably like over us. Right? It's more round. It's more. It's around no, the it's entire. Like this, and then that's between us, and then they're up there. You have to figure out a way to get you drunk at some point. That's really important. She just doesn't understand. It's, a, it's all right. Yeah. Maybe one day, my friend Terrian can have a look at you and fix what's mixing up those that's gears. A, that's a great idea. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> that clock tower is impressive. How long did it? I believe Lady Dorella said you were the architect. the architect of it. Yes. yes How long did that take you? Oh, good number of years. It was a personal project of mine. I needed something to distract myself after many years of well, of in t- 
intensity. Mm. Yes. It's a very fine piece of work. My compliments. Thank you kindly. Well, this leaves me much to ponder on and avenues to carefully inquire about. Thank you. Is there anything that we need, like, info-wise, that they can find out for us or contact someone for us? They've done a lot for us already. No, I know, but, like, this is, is there something that we are desperate to know right now? Like, what's what's our next step after this? Just if you notice anything funky going on with the moon around the Apogee Solstice. Like, where are we trying to go to next? Honestly, like, any general patronage, considering that we are basically cleaning up what is, on a certain level, your mess uh, with our, not even our free time, with our particular time. And as we've said, a lot of people do get hurt and killed uh, looking into this, including present company. Indeed, and it's almost like we nearly uh, request nothing in return, spent quite a bit of money and quite a bit of energy bringing your friend back to life. So I would consider that a debt paid. Oh, yes, I'm just saying, our success would be your success. Hmm. Well, <sighs> should you find out anything specific that we could look into, do let us know. When we find anything that might pertain to this particular challenge, we'll let you know. Do you personally know any contacts in uh, Osiris, or? I've never been there, no. One more thing. Uh, I don't know how we're getting home. Yeah, you see, Keila, she, hmm, the Tempest, sorry, Orm. She opened a tree with her hands and we walked right through its its butt and came out here. But I don't think you can do that. And she's gone. So we're on the kind of the wrong side of the world. The the flat earth, sorry. It's the wrong end of it, yeah. It is, it is. This is is coming up. Not flat. Um, No. That is a bit of a predicament. Uh, I could charter you a ship huh? to Marquette. Like a boat? Like a boat, yes. South of this. Actually, okay. um, hmm. ships are pretty great. Actually, a long, long time. Unless you know anybody else with the ability to put you through trees or bring you through arcane means across the ocean in an instant. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, just. You ever opened up a tree before? Um, I don't think so. Oh. How long would the boat take out of curiosity? Oh, from from where you are now? A few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do? You do, just a reminder, you you do have Manaya Ture in uh, Drusar, who is about to bring you over here. To call in Estras's debt. So she could open up a portal. Was she gonna Possibly. teleport us here? She was she was about to go ahead and do the same yeah, thing as Keyleth did, oh, but you would call Keyleth, right. who basically okay. beat her. So to we the could punch. just call her and do I it. We call her and she like stand we stand next to the tree, she opens it up and we just run through really fast great, before it closes. Great, we got it, we're good. All right, cool, Thank cool, cool, you. cool. Never cool, mind, cool. go to bed. Potentially yeah. we are good. Will we see well, you in the morning before we before we go? If you so choose. Oh, um, yes, we would love to thank you, you and your lady, and then also your beautiful children. You've been so accommodating. It's a nice breakfast, a nice brunch. 
Yes, breakfast will be waiting for you in the morning. A brunch will be arranged as a continued celebration of your return. Lodna. I apologize if my uh, manners have been less than stellar. Sincerely. We've both been through a lot, and it had been some time since I'd been in the proximity of the source of our traumas. No apology needed. I'm sorry to be a source of anguish. As am I. Nevertheless, the hour grows late. I have some letters to send and some questions to ask. He stands up and grabs the box of residuum. I'm sorry. Does this belong to you? Yes. No, it doesn't actually, but we could we might be able to find out more on our journeys on the opposite side of the planet where it was taken. And we would be happy to report back anything that we found since it is your property, but we, we might need it or a small portion of it in order to. I was going to say, would it be possible to ask even just an ounce so we have it for explanations, research? Yeah, just in case we have to act like we're not who we are, the people are untoward. You like that word? He takes the same pencil box and empties it. <laughs> Takes a couple handfuls of residuum, puts them into the box, closes it, and hands it back to you. That should suffice for emergencies and um, explanation purposes. We'll keep it safe, you have my word. Thank you. Good night. I guess we'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Good evening. Vixalia? <clears throat> actually, I'm, I'll stay behind a moment if you don't mind. All right. He nods and leaves the chamber. Closes the door. Finally alone. <laughs> <laughs> With our thoughts. This one's adorable. I just wanted to say, um, Sorry for my husband. And also, specifically to you, I'm so very sorry. Why are you sorry? Because I can't help but feel a bit responsible for what happened to you. I'm just sorry. You remind me of the the ladies that I used to emulate when I was a little girl. <laughs> Your hair, it's so pretty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
and she reaches down and kind of grabs her hand for a moment and goes, You need to take care of yourself. You all need to take care of each other, and you all need to take care of her. This has brought me some help and protection in the past, and hope maybe this can do the same for you. She pulls a small band off of her finger and hands it out to you. To me. Can't tell with your eyes. What is it? It's a um, a ring that contains a protective enchantment. I've had it for quite some time, but I think I think you have more of a use of it in the paths you're walking. Thank you, lady. Anyway, I'm going to go drink myself into a stupor. <laughs> if you get restless, you can come to our room. Just <laughs> letting you know. Yeah. We'll see how wild the night gets. <clears throat> and she stands up and kind of quietly gives everyone a nod and a smile. Looks back to you once more, Lana. She leaves. Hey, welcome back. It's good to be back. It's very good to be back and not where I was. I don't know how I could ever repay you all for what you've done. I feel like such a nuisance. <laughs> You're not. I missed you so. <laughs> I missed you so much. You're never a nuisance. And if it happened again, we would we would do it again. Ends of the earth. And beyond. <laughs> mm -hmm. As it happens. We're Bell's house. This is what we do now. We like a, a like a, a real family. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Could be. Get down here. No. I, I, no. Careful. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. This is weird. Start to give him a noogie, but it hurts. Oh, this is weird. Yep. Yeah, this is weird. Oh, that hurts. Knuckles up, Victor. Okay. Sliced. Okay. No, I'm, I'm okay. Plus I'm the Mister Sinister costume. I know it's a lot. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to dress up for dinner. I thought it was important. I um, I open my hand and look at the ring. What does it look like? It looks like a like a simple silver platinum band um, with a little groove in the center that runs around it. In that small groove, you can see the these extremely intricate, tiny uh, runes that are embedded into it. The craftsmanship on it is incredible. You can't imagine the, the small hands and detail that must have gone into it. Huh. It's beautiful. Not sure what to do with it. Well, I think you wear it. Yeah. Boy, she really is dim coming back from dead, huh? She looks a little so. exhausted. 
He's still a little confused. Yeah. I'll give it time. I am. Um, I don't know if I want to sleep in here. I might go sleep by the sun tree, if that's all right. You? Of course. Wherever you want. Why don't we come with? I don't want you all to sleep out in the in the cold. Oh no, we just crossed the planet. I think we can camp with you. Maybe we can take those robes and those slippers with us. <laughs> those are 50,000 thread count sheets. I might pull them out and you know, drag them out if it's okay. It's not a bad idea. Maybe can I'm also gonna take this blueberry pie nobody touched. We're gonna bring this with us. <laughs> Camping trip by the Sun Tree. All right, so your whole troop is going to camp out by the Sun Tree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Out there in the beautiful night sky, the stars above, barely broken by the faint wisps of cloud that are just passing over above. Uh, you see the shadowed form of the sun tree, still lush in the night air, but that frost is starting to gather at the tips of the local uh, bushes and plants as you pass by. It's a cold night, you can see your breath, but it's still a little warm around the sun tree, and no frost touches its leaves. As you bundle up together, prepare yourselves for, hopefully, a comfortable night's sleep, all together. We're gonna go to break. Hey! Hey! I'm so emotional. I was like, I was like, oh shit! I thought it was gonna. I forgot that you roll. Yeah, me yeah, too. We I thought it was forgot. done. We thought we were done. Oh, like, oh yeah, no, it affects the DC based on that. I know it's been a while since we've done like a full, a full ritual. What did the DC start at? Well, because you had already died in your backstory, because DC starts at ten and then it goes up by one every time you were resurrected. So you were at eleven, and then you had just died. So this would have been a twelve. Oh my gosh! But then, oh no, so sorry, sorry. It would have been eleven. It was, it was you already died once. It would have been eleven. And then it was. It went down by three. Yeah, so it actually would have been eight. Fail, fail. So it would have been eight, and then it went, and then it went back to nine tenths. The DC was ten actually on that. Oh, okay. So you had a fifty percent chance. And my success barely cleared the bar. Barely cleared. God, we rolled <laughs> like shit. You guys shit rolled real so shitty far. on that one. Yeah. Have we rolled good at all in the first half? No. Ever? Oh, jeez. I haven't rolled. Ever. Okay, you got out of the way. Natural one. Oh. <laughs> get it out, get it out. There you go, there you go. Okay. Well, anyway, that one's better. We'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Critical Role Podcast Network. This is Marisha Ray, Critical Role's resident creative director, with a quick reminder for you. We take the last Thursday of every month off from our typical Campaign 3 adventures. Some months we'll enjoy a short rest, and others will air a one-shot or just try something new. Since this here podcast feed is on a one-week delay from our initial broadcasts, that means the first Thursday of the month may look a little different around here. To stay up to date on our latest programming happenings and when our shows will air on Twitch, YouTube, and here on the Critical Role Podcast Network, Check out our weekly programming schedule published to critroll.com every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And now that you're sufficiently reminded, let's get back to the show. And welcome back. So, you all gather up in 
sleep around the sun tree, gather it for a long rest, which you all do completely. Yay! Yes. Yay. Oh. So now I'm down three, point three to everything, right? To your life. Alive. Is there a way to track that? Image. God damn it. <gasps> three levels of exhaustion. Is this a nighttime thing? Indeed. Because I said in the last session that every night I'm casting Shared Dream. Okay. <laughs> Did you have no spell work? Uh huh. Then, as you all lay down, you feel yourself drawn through the arcane weave that you've laced into Imogen's restful state and join her as you find yourself standing in the same grass field, the same childhood open area that the, the dreams continue to start in, except for there isn't green, there isn't your horse. The red storm is already around you. The red dust and the clouds pushing into, through you, and around you at a rapid pace and speed. Your hair tossed about your shoulders. You immediately come in, feeling the sense of this ominous red storm just pushing and pushing. All the grass of the field around you is bent, trying to resist and failing. Do I feel them with me? You take in your surroundings and glance, and you can see behind you and to the left, about a few feet from you, a faint outline of FCG joining you in this dream. You're here. Where are we? Home. You can see the faint dark shape of the house behind you, where it normally sits, quite a ways away, barely visible, only marking because you know it's there because it's always there. You do not hear your mother's voice. Do I see Odahan? Will a perception check for me? Oh, shit. Start us up good, second half right here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It's a new game, it's a new world, it's a new game. No more low rolls. Okay, quick, quick. And 16. 16. Glancing about, you see Ahead of you, the opposite direction of the house, a shadowed shape that just moves away and vanishes into the dust away from you. She might be here. to try and catch up with this shape that is moving briskly, but not running. You get closer and you can see it's a broader shape, not the thin, familiar feminine warrior body that you faced off with in Masaris, not but 
a few days ago. This is more of a warrior's form of a, a masculine outline. Does it look familiar? It's hard to make out the specifics in the intensity of this storm. But you see the walking figure stop, kind of glance over its shoulder in your direction for just a moment, and then it's gone. Did I recognize a face? You didn't get to look at the face. Did it feel similar to when Bertrand walked away from me? And the twins? It had some similarities to it. I think somebody just died. What? I think somebody passed on, I think. And you saw them. Didn't you? But I mean, you knew, you know, you can see people pass on? I saw Bertrand here. I saw him that night. He looked like a warrior, someone big. Oh God, I hope it's not Estral's. Are you okay? you do? I keep walking forward. You keep walking forward. You follow suit, FCG? Stays slightly behind, but yes. The wind in the storm gets stronger and stronger. You're forced to clench your eyes, imagine, to push through it, the pain of it stinging. Occasionally, gusts hit and you both get pushed back. The grass is the field giving way to broken dirt and rock. I'm going to reach back and try to grab onto FCG and kick up into the air and see if we can both fly up. Okay. You feel Imogen grab your hand, and then with a tug, you both lift up into the storm. Without the ground to hold you with a semblance of weight and gravity, the storm begins to buffet you slightly and you have to resist to not be swept up and taken away by the almost tornado-like winds that are blowing past you. Guess you can cast spells. Uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, okay. Do we have, just, just mechanically, do we have spell slots from the long rest, or? <laughs> do you want to try and cast a spell? Well, are we, how badly are we being buffeted? Uh, right now, not terribly bad, but you know you're on. There is danger in pushing into more dangerous air elements of the storm this high up. <clears throat> okay, it, once we get a little bit more dangerous, I might try something. What do you try? Well, I have freedom of movement. Okay. That I would put on on her to maybe aid us as we fly through. 
As you attempt to draw the energy of the spell forward and reach out to impart her with this capability, uh, no effect takes hold. No spell here follows through as you are a visitor in somebody else's vision. That makes sense. <laughs> and even you, when you took flight, it was less of a casting of a spell and more just a willed impulse. And you took off. You didn't even think about it. I want to see where exactly I am. Is it the Talent Highlands or is it something else? How do you want to see? I'm going to envision the storm in my mind, and I'm going to try to part the winds and the clouds until I can see the ground. As you focus, the winds pick up stronger and stronger. Go ahead and roll a d20 and add your charisma modifier. storm back, and the storm wills itself towards you. You see it begin to separate a bit to reveal some of the cracked, broken ground, and then it shuts up and blows in your direction. Both of you begin to be tossed around rapidly, end over end. For a, for a moment, you are uncertain which way is up, which way is down. You have to reach out and hold tightly to each other's hand to at least know you're tethered to something before eventually you regain your standing here in the dream, in the storm. anything? You just see dust and wind and red all around you. It looks like the ground below is swallowed by the storm. I'm going to open up my mind, see if there's anybody else around. You release the boundaries and binds of your ever-pressing, expanding consciousness. Nothing here. Without casting a spell or anything, can I just tell if Imogen is herself in all ways? Like, does she have a different affectation or her eyes different or anything about her? Make a perception check. 19. 19. She is Imogen, though uh, her form, when you look at the details around the edges, get a little fuzzy. At the elbows, the joints, at the corners of her face, at the edges of the brows, the minute you focus on something, it kind of blurs, like it's being smudged in real time before you. And in the red light that surrounds you, all of the colors, the chromatic elements that make up Imogen as you know, all fit squarely within a spectrum of red. Cool. You look really cool right now. Keep going, keep going. I'm going to see if I can reach out 
through the dreamscape. I want to try to send a message to Estros through my dream. Okay. You concentrate to connect your consciousness and the essence of your imagination, language, emotion, all the different means you have of connecting and conversing with another being. And it finds nothing. The storm is growing colder. It's different. I'm going to grab FCG and just misty step down to the ground. You both land on the ground, not by an instant uh, leap of the spell, but the willfulness of you both just taking towards it. You acknowledge in this space that spellcraft has no effect, but the will of your mind seems to influence the journey you take. Okay. Here at the bottom, the storm continues to get cold and darker. The warm red light that filled it begins to dim until eventually the vibrant red becomes a deep, dark maroon. And as the wind begins to die, this is different. the space above you begins to thin. Where the dust dies down, instead, you see a dark voided scape filled with thousands and thousands of stars. Where are we now? We're on the moon, bitch. Can I see, can I see Exandria? You glance up. Stars begin to blink out. Until within a few moments, inky blackness sits above you both. The storm subsides, and you put your consciousness back down on where you were standing, but there's nothing there. Blackness beneath you. Dark, lightness space, until you can't even see each other. And in that moment, as all you have is the sense the physical sense of holding each other's hand. You feel yourselves being pulled away until your grip finally gives. And you both come to consciousness in the morning. Morning. Indeed. <coughs> Having completed a long rest. <sighs> Whoa. But the rest of you begin to awaken a bit stiff for a night's sleep at the base of the sun tree. It was a cold night, but you had things to bundle. Yeah, a bit, a bit hungry, um, but it is a gentle morning. The town is beginning to rouse and start its day. A few of the townsfolk are walking by, but you can notice are kind of looky-looing to this strange-looking crew that kind of stormed into the town. Of course, rumors and whispers have gotten around of these unique friends of the Lord and Lady of Whitestone, who now slept around the sun tree overnight, which seems odd for guests of the Lord and Lady of Whitestone. But nevertheless, here you are. Warren's been doing crunches for 20 minutes with his feet <laughs> tucked under a root. <laughs> 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 nope. 
Oh, it was so bad for my back. I don't think I can walk. You're gonna have to go off without me. Oh, oh God. Oh, we're gonna adjust, but just pull real hard. All right, let's pull. Late. I'll pull gone. super hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All I needed, right is right. I'm gonna knock on the sun tree. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Can you open up a door? What? Just open up. Do you have speak with plants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what level is that? Hmm? What level is that? Speak with plants, it's like one or two. It's a low level. You don't have it. Hello, no. <laughs> Hello. Nothing's happening. If you, if you wanted to, you could have set it as one of your spells overnight while you were sleeping, since you just woke up. Oh, yeah. For fun and role This play. is true. Do it. Up to you. Talk to that sun tree. Do it. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Means you can understand the sun tree. Also, Matt, what is the ring? Do I have to identify it? Hmm? The ring. Oh, it is. You can look at it. Yeah. Unless you were wearing it overnight and know what's up. Yeah. If you tune to it, then you can figure it out or spend an hour. Tune to it. Yep. It is a ring of protection. It is a ring of protection. Plus one. Plus one. Plus one. Stop it. It's pretty good. It's plus one to your AC and saving throws. That's great. It's a third battle. Um, you want your shit back, by the way? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, um, Imogen, I noticed you were using the Bloodwell file. It's, it's yours. I mean, it looks fantastic on you. Sure, but it's, it's yours. Sincerely, I think you'd get more use out of it at this point. Really? Mm-hmm. Also, because, um, here recently, I, I, I think this revigoration of life, I think I'm, I just think I'm okay. I think I'm okay without it. I want you to feel protected. All right, but if you want it back, you just let me know. It does have this fancy thing though, you know? Well, you get a little bit of healing, like in the fit of a battle, like in kind of, that wither and bloom thing that I've been doing where I kill the grass. If you do that, you can get all your sorcerer points back. No! So, not that you know what a sorcerer point is, but, um, yes. I totally did not have it equipped when we were. (laughs) You didn't have it equipped? You didn't have it attuned? Oh, dude, it's fucking, yeah. It's great. I I just hadn't clicked it, so there you go. Wow. Thank you. Are you sure? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very sure. Plus, I've got this fun new ring. A lady wore it. <laughs> so make yeah. me a lady now. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. Is it? Yeah, you're royalty. Oh, my parents would be proud. So Fern? Are you doing this? <laughs> that is a question that is asked every session. <laughs> Are you really doing this? Let Matt I'm just be getting really close. Hello. Um, I was just actually seeing if um, you could open, open, open up your body, just like a like a door. Are you there? Are you? Can I talk to you? Hello. Are you just saying this, or are you actually yeah. using the spell? You're just saying it. 
You're using I, the spell. No, I'm using the spell. Sorry. Oh, you're using the spell? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what I was curious about. Okay, as you finish whispering, the, a gentle breeze blows through the boughs of the tree. More of the kind of golden amber leaves drift down, and a, a warm voice emanates from the tree that fills your mind and your heart. It says, Hey. <laughs> hey, Fern. Oh, hi. I mean, people make doors out of trees. We don't do it ourselves, but. Yeah, this is American Detective. <laughs> if you figure it out. If I figure it out, I can you just. You know do where it. I am. <laughs> Great. Wow, you're so just relaxed. Yeah. You too. Well, sometimes. How long? How long? How long have you been here? Oh, Just... long time. A long time. Um. Do you? Leave, hmm. come and go. I say the same. Oh, 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 here for a while. Did you ever notice when they put up a new moon? Were you here when there was just one moon? No. As long as I've been here, there's been two. Oh. Are you excited for the Apogee Solstice? <laughs> Any plans? <laughs> I mean, I guess a little. It's interesting and makes me feel all tingly. <laughs> No, that's pretty nice. All right, well, we'll come back and, and talk to you at some point. I'll figure out how to get you open. Well, you got consent from me. Oh, oh yes, I should have asked. Thank you, Sumtree. Thank you very much. It was really nice to meet you and talk with you. Anytime, Fern. All right. Anytime. <laughs> Um, I don't know how, the, how to do the door thing, but um, okay, I can I can send a message. Yeah, I'm sure. To um, or you can either yeah. one of us. Do you think you want to send a message to the Lord? Yes, why well, I do. I mean, not the Lord. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. I want to send a message to Lord Eshroth. Okay, what do you say? Are you alive still? That's it. I had a dream. A dream about you, Lord Estrosa. <laughs> okay. You wait a moment. Then another moment. Then another moment. About a minute passes. No response. <gasps> Two minutes. Five minutes. No. No response. We know it was likely. I don't know if it was him for sure, but I, I, I think it was. We got to get back to Trusar. Yeah. What's, what's wrong? I had a dream last night. FCG was there, um, and. In the same way I saw Bertrand pass on, I, I saw a figure that seemed 
I don't know, it just reminded me of Lord Estros. You mean in your dream? Yeah. You think you saw him and that means that he might have died? Well, yeah, that's what happened with Bertrand. He had a pretty big target on his back when we left, so. He was a very cautious man. Do you get a message back every every single time? I mean, that's a different part of the world. I mean, you know I haven't how... been doing this forever, but so far, yeah, I've gotten a message back from everyone. What if they're asleep? What time is it over there? I don't it's even know. It's true, he might be. I don't know what time it is. It's still early morning there. Okay, maybe he's sleeping. Like pre-dawn. Maybe, maybe he's just sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's we need a good to go point. back there any, anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, now I'm worried that, um, I don't remember her name. What was her name that we needed to contact? Manaya. Manaya. <laughs> Thank you, Brain. Manaya Twain. Manaya Twain. What's her name? Twain. Manaya. Twain. Never Twain, show me. No. Ture. Ture. Do you want me to contact her, or are you still okay? No, you you can try, but I just don't know. She might be, maybe Lord Estros was sleeping. Oh, because it's just so early. It's so early. We can wait a half hour and try, or an sure. hour. Oh, besides, we're supposed to have breakfast, right? Yeah, that's I mean, right. Yeah. We'll try again. No, no reason to assume the worst. Yeah. Dreams are interpretive, right? Mm. Sure. Same kind of dream you always have? No, in fact, this one was far less aggressive, more cold. And you said letters was there. That's amazing. I was, wa- I was watching, and it was um, it was frightening, and you had the same dream. I but was just watching that. hers. And um, it was interesting. It was, uh, first of all, I I think I felt what cold feels like for the first time. Um, But also, what was striking to me was that you were, I think you were more in control of the dream than, than I expected, maybe even more than you knew. And I don't know, I feel like you could do more control more, push it where you want it to show, and maybe these dreams aren't just something that happens to you, but something that you were doing to it. I don't know where you were, though. I don't know what that place was. If you were seeing it. You saw the stars, right? Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you were seeing a soul that you thought was passing on to it, Another place, why would it go through the moon to get there? That's true, it's dumb. It's not dumb, no, I'm just trying to figure it out. Maybe we were jumping around, maybe it wasn't just, I mean, obviously I wasn't really, I wasn't really home, right? Right? No, I mean this, dreams aren't a thing that happens to you. Dreams are a thing that you do. I feel more control than I ever have before. 
I don't know if it's because of what happened, but... You might have more knowledge inside, or power, that, than, you, than you knew. Oh, yeah. How's your arms? Nice and... Veiny? Yeah. What exactly... Don't make that face, FCG. No, I, I can't it's make not a like face. It's ugly. My face can't move. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one face you can make. It's like a stink eye. You yeah. look just like I'm disgusting. smiling. <laughs> just smiling dainty. It's <laughs> <laughs> my old face. <laughs> well, that's burning. Maybe, maybe, maybe next time you're up there, if it happens again, and if you are on the moon, I wonder if you can sort of will yourself to the city or something. Oh shit, I should have done that. There's no shouldas. There's no, yeah, no, 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 because you couldn't have gone there alone. I also don't want to pry. Like, this is your, this is your, your, your mind palace. Like, I don't, like, I don't, if you don't want me there. That... I do. It was comforting to have you there. Well, if that's the case, maybe next time we could bring another friend too. You think that's possible? I'd love to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I've always wanted to do in a dream? Fly. Sometimes people can like control themselves in dreams. I've never been able to. I don't think that's possible. Control yourself or dream? Like what? Fly in my dream. If you, if you keep it like a journal, like a dream journal, then you can like train yourself to be able to control your Does dreams. that involve writing after you wake up? Yes. Horrible waste of time. <laughs> find it quite therapeutic. If I could fly, and if you're on the moon, you should just go straight up. I See tried, how far you could get. Well, I tried to go up, and it right. was windy. Oh. Uh, what did you see in the sky? Did you see home? In the sky, we saw stars. But no, no flat disk. No, that's why I was trying to spot Exandria. I wanted to show FCG that it was a fucking circle. Well, I couldn't see it though, because the angle was like. <laughs> it was right there. It rotates, put off. It should have. Yeah. You're probably looking right at it. Wait for thin. Wait for thin. Would you like to smell it? <laughs> Thank you. Nevertheless, <laughs> you require a fine Dorolo-provided brunch. <laughs> um, spend your morning contemplative, discussing what you need to get the day started until a point of action you feel is necessary. Is there anything else you wish to do here in Whitestone? Oh, Lord, Lord Dorolo, thank you again for this excellent brunch. Oh, he's not there at brunch. Oh, no. He, he says to the world. <laughs> oh, shit. Clearly, clearly he has people oh, enough. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. He's, he's provided a meal, what I would but say they've. If he was here. <laughs> they've, they've, or at least uh, Lord Dorello has gone off and is handling his morning business, um, but the meal is provided to you. Are any of the royal family in attendance? Not at the brunch. 
But on on your exit, heading back towards the center of town, you do catch Lady Vexalia waiting on the outskirts of the castle in what looks to be uh, an archery range that's built off the side. Cool. And uh, hearing the All rapid. Right. Ah! I see you're heading off. Yes, we're going to be Hope making. To be. Making our way out soon. Uh, uh, by the way, I wanted to compliment you on that <clears throat> tremendous bow. I don't know what kind of wood it is, but the possibilities are endless. If you ever need anything for the family, here, and I produce another wooden coin that says CPOP Industries on it. Please keep my information close. And if you would, just relay to your husband that his clock tower served as a point of inspiration though crudely made and taking years to construct, I wanted him to know he doesn't have to be limited to just metalworking. Imogen, the time has come. Oh shit. I just wanted you to know that I, I took my final inspiration from this and I wanted you to have. Oh. I can hand it to her. <laughs> this, this horse, your dreams so tormenting you for so oh, long. No. Does it move? Why, yes but it requires no metal of any kind for such a feat. Just the wood that's given to us from the earth. There's a little switch and everything, but don't worry about it. It's, it's, yeah. It only took me like 17 hours to make. I believe the horse's name was Flora. It was. Be be oh, There's 415 pieces in there. What material so, is the mane made out of? The mane? It's a very unique wood. It comes from the southernmost part of Exandria territories where there's a stretch to it. Don't pull on it so hard! You can also chew on it and it is edible in you know dire circumstances. I'm not going to lie, that is very impressive. Thank you. He's great. Oh, there is a switch. But no, no, bat, no batter? There's a wind, there's, there's a winder. Winder. Careful, if you wind it the wrong way, it does explode. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep people from fucking with it, then it doesn't blow time. Sorry, I'm very protective. That's all right, I understand. See Pop Industries, if you ever want to upgrade or go back to, you know, more rustic look. Of course. Oh. I wouldn't recommend it for firearms, but you know, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Jenny, this is... The shit? I know. I mean, it's it, it really is. Can you see why it was taking so long? I had to assemble it in small pieces. It took a really long I time. I barely slept I've last been. night. Looks like it travels it's easy, too. Jenny, that's amazing. Thank so you. Incredible. That prig I mean, his grace, you know. <laughs> what did I make sure he knew? Set it off. Let's do it, do it. Well, Sorry. Oh. I was just saying, I, I appreciate this. And uh, I'll let you know if such an interesting idea to be commissioned comes to mind. Thank you, lady. Dorola. Well, I'll escort you to um, wherever it is you're exiting from. Oh, oh gosh, we need to send a message. I do. Distracted by my work. Just like my booty, or my beauty. I'd say if we have a few minutes, too, uh, if there's a, I mean, 
if we want to have a quick stock up, see if there's anything interesting, since we're probably not going to be coming around this way again. Is there a store in Is these there parts, Lady Vex? To check out? Yeah, there's all manner of stores. There's uh, general stores, there's uh, blacksmithies, there are... Potions or anything? Magic? Weird oh, shit. Look at what we do for a living. Fair enough. Uh, th there is an, uh, two herbalists within town. Though I think one is out uh, getting the materials. Okay. Anything for, I don't know, magic potions, magic swords, magic whatever, belts, whatever weird shit that comes around this way? Um, let's see if he's open. Are you, the tension is killing does me. It, does it go? It's just like does rattle and yeah. just break apart. How do I make it go? If you break it. <laughs> I think, don't you wind it the other way? No, no, it says wind it this way. Keep twisting it to watch No, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared to break. Turn on the switch. I thought I did. So I have a switch? Oh, here, I'll move my hands. <gasps> oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Get your fatty hands. <laughs> Travis, seriously, do I do it? Don't worry, we'll figure it out later. Okay. <laughs> the tension is immense. It moved once. It did? And then it kind of stopped, and I got a little concerned. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch it if it falls. Oh my god. Uh, if you introduce a horse in Act One. Uh, it's a. <laughs> Oh, some's turning. This is the best kind of television. <laughs> it's even better for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, for our podcast listeners, Laura's winding a horse. <laughs> and there are two five foot nothing. rubber arms grabbing it from and upstairs. Literally nothing is happening. <laughs> Matt's eyes are looking at the ceiling. <laughs> we think. <laughs> yes. Uh, to answer your question, uh, there is a um, particular shop here that does specialize in uh, various magical accoutrements. Um, however, the um, the majority of its materials have been conscripted in preparation for some of the tense events to transpire in the wake of this coming Apogee Solstice. We've been hearing that a lot. Um, let me check in. And uh, she wanders off into the town. But I suppose we should start okay. making plans while yeah, we want to Send a message, stop touching the horse! I'm sorry, I just really <laughs> want to see. Okay. Want me to send the message? Yeah. I do, I do have to make one quick stop. I can do it super fast. But but I'll send the message uh, for right now to Shania Twain and ask, uh, oh. Shania Twain. It's Bell's Hells. If you are awake, we are at the Sun Tree in Whitestone and require transportation back to Drusar. Later, in a little bit. Oh. In like 30 minutes. Don't reply to this message until. Fuck! <laughs> I like the first five words being like. First and last name is Bell Hills. Better pick that one up again. 
I will never Letters. take that spell. Oh, <laughs> so stressful. Okay, I guess I'll send yep. another yep. one. Yeah, better send another one before well, a portal does she opens. Respond to that. You told if, you, her. if you wait for a response, uh, about twenty seconds later, you hear a, a voice come through. Um. Hello. Uh, who is this? <laughs> it's really early, but what? I'll just wait. I'll wait till later. Well, no, uh, no, no tell her in like, at what time, tell her in like, have exactly. Clocks? Is there clocks on this There's world? There's a giant clock. Okay, You okay. can see <laughs> Literally <laughs> in the town. Okay, exactly, in exactly one hour, however much time two you need hours? Whatever. Okay, two. Let's do two. two. It's two safe. Two hours. Because you, you all might be shopping. Also so. have her, well. Make it quick. I'm scared. I wanted to check on Estoros, but he's probably sleeping. He's probably sleeping. Yeah. Okay. She also asked who we were. Ask, I thought you ask her if she heard your Tonight voice Ture. in her sleep. If your if the message woke her up. I want to focus on communicating the essentials oh, first. Oh yeah. Maybe you could just use another spell slot. I can. Sure. Maybe just be like, get us in two hours. Did you hear my message while you were sleeping? But she didn't know who, who you were. I said Bell's Hells, but maybe she, maybe we didn't introduce ourselves as Bell's Hells. How does she know us as Estaros's friend? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I'll send another message. Make sure she knows we're at in Wystone at the Sun Tree. Gonna come in two hours. We're Estaros's friends. Could you open portal to Sun Tree in exact? Two hour? Why? Why? You why can you, finish the word. Why are you just being common anymore? You add an S to hours, it's still the same. That's <laughs> <laughs> still one word. Did hear me? <laughs> In sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to be concerned again? I quickly, I quickly turn him off and turn him on again. Yeah. Look at how many words I have left. I have left. You have words left. Did you hear me in your sleep? <laughs> you said in sleep. Do you hear me in your sleep? That's insane. Reply. <laughs> You are very strange. <laughs> I remember you, and a favor shall be paid. Two hours. Be there. Everybody looked at the giant she clock. Didn't she didn't did, understand, did, yeah, no, did you? Okay. and sleep for some reason. <laughs> Smangled piece of garbage. <laughs> so two, two big clickies from now. Yeah. Lady Vexalia does return. Like, uh, come with me. I think there is one place here that might be able to help you out. Oh, oh right. yes. Let's just see if there's anything we can pick up. Uh, don't want to have that happen again. Uh, leading you through the, the northern kind of ward region of the city, a little bit to the eastern side of the town, there is a, a small, quaint little shop. Um, it's kind of like a dark burgundy and purple coloration to its paint outside, with a sign that says, Gilmore's Glorious Goods, <gasps> Whitestone Expansion. Oh, yes! Um, oh my god. That's where we're all there? I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to not let this happen. Okay. I, I'm, I've got, gone off elsewhere. Mm. 
to which Vexali kind of knocks on the door. Doof, 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 doof. A pass comes by, and a voice inside goes, Hello? It's Lady Vexalia Dorolo. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you hear unlocking noises open up, and you see uh, a young half elf man, uh, probably in his mid 30s or so. Um, so I guess compared to you, older. Um, he kind of looks through, a little sleepy under his eyes, um, has a, a purple robe with gold trim on, uh, a little bit of like a, like a pointed Van Dyke goatee, uh, kind of leans out. Uh, terribly sorry, um, Mr. Rollo. Um, I, I, was, I was just about to open when I slept in. Um, is, did you need something? She goes, yes, I have some compatriots here who are on the way out and might have need of some of your wares. Uh, is the man around? Oh, no, he's actually, he's, he's running the Imon uh, original store at the moment, um, but I can go ahead and take care of him. Um, come, come on in, come on in. Um, hello, I'm Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Hi, Hi Jerry. Uh, welcome, welcome to Gilmore's Glorious Goods. I'm not Gilmore, but uh, I am an associate, um, was in training, recently graduated, and now I'm Congratulations. The, thank you, thank you. The, uh, Where did you do your training? Right here? Uh, right here. Um, when Shungin would come by and, and uh, he needed somebody to watch it when he wasn't around, and I've kind of been you know, working my way up here and doing some small level enchanting and such. Um, but uh, but yeah, what, 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 what do you need? <laughs> well, what you got? I mean, any uh, health potions, any unique items that this, uh, what's his name, Gilmore? Sean Gilmore, I, we met, met him, him yeah. yeah. How is how is oh. the boss? Oh, oh, he's he's good. He's 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 very busy. Um, uh, and he looks over to Lady Vexalia. Very very busy. And she kind of gives him a nod. He's doing quite a bit of work for us uh, and other friends. Continue. Nice. Yeah. Um. So we've got a, a, a bit of an, an array of, of smaller uh, little enchantments. For the sake of, of mm. the, the narrative, we can discuss the the, the details of this. I uh, want to deck of many sessions. things. That's not there. <laughs> Any okay. signature um, items? Gilmore specials? Gilmore specials? Sure, let's look and see what we can find. I'll go I'll go into that. We'll, uh, get, we'll do it offline. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll do it offline. Just so we don't end up turning this into a full-scale op-shopping episode. Um, could, could not, and yeah. Of course, of course. Of course. No worries, I figured you were. But we can, we can discuss yeah, yeah, and, that's, and, that's all. Oh, oh, oh. Really good. <laughs> Unless you want to turn this into a shop. No, 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 no. We can no, totally no, do no, that. Not, no. with a, not with a trainee salesperson. We want, we want Sean or nothing. <laughs> what do you want? An edge. Like a, a, a sword? No, like anything. Anything to not Stand have rights. what happened just happened again, especially considering what we might be getting back into and what we might find when we get there. A glow up. He gets it. Uh. I want to come back bigger. You get, when you get fucked up, you come back bigger. Don't come back smaller. So are you looking for strength or protection? I don't know. Bigger stick. Bigger shield, mm. bigger something. Well, yeah. uh, we've, we've got some things here, but I can also 
inquire um, with uh, Master Gilmore. If he has anything in the Amon branch, we can possibly move over here. Um, uh, but yeah, we have basics and, and chatted armors and uh, potions. You said you were asking about. We got potions. Uh, we've got uh, regular and greater disposal. Um, if that's what you're looking for. I think we're completely tapped, aren't we? On potions, uh, I think. Yeah, so. we're Are these pretty much These out. all got taken, right, during the fight? I don't I remember. They did. Well, I'm, I'm out, I definitely know that. I checked the big one that I had. <clears throat> oh, that, here, Laudna, I'm gonna pass you the potion of possibility. What's this? It was the, the potion, oh. What we we took from Paragon's call, um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you about it later. Thank you. It's fun. So, uh, what are the potions running? How many do you got? Uh, we've got three greater and ten regular. <whistles> uh, the regular are uh, see right now about uh, sixty gold apiece for the, for the regular. Sixty gold apiece. Yes. All right. Wow. And the uh, greater run about uh, 200 each. I think. 250. Sure or the regulars. 250, yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably take all the regulars. All the regulars? I mean, Whoa. the greaters, I mean. Let's just start the 250. How many do you have of those? Like, six of those, you said? No. Three. Three of those. Two there, and. Uh, He's trying to move in his chest plate. <laughs> Three. Right there for you. All right, and that's a 750. 750 for those three. I got that. 750 gold. All of it? Yeah, well, y'all can buy me some other shit, man. We've got standard uh, base enchantments, plus one armor. You can do commissions if you're looking. General I don't know how plus we would one. Get it from you. We don't. We don't live around here. Oh, oh. I'm, it's mostly I'm sorry. It. I didn't. Just to see what was up. This is already a pretty big help. Do you have any toys? Trinkets. Oh, we we, we, we certainly do. A magical trinkets. That's kind of my speciality. That was some of my early training. What are you looking for? What's your favorite? Oh, um, <laughs> you seem to a little red in the cheeks. Um, I was. Uh, this is the one that got me in the door, actually. <laughs> uh, and he kind of turns around and nervously starts going through a small uh, box that's kind of like hidden underneath this uh, stool off the corner, pulls it out and kind of like brushes it off, opens it up, and pulls out this little uh, intricately carved, like uh, almost like a, like a bright beechwood um, griffin that's held together by twine. Almost like all these chunks of wood are all strung with twine in between to form the shape of like a griffin. And it kind of hangs limply there as he sets it down and goes, Ha, ah, but watch this. And he says a specific command word. Uh, any of you speak Elvin? Uh, no. <laughs> Got no Elvin in this group, hell yeah. Demora. And the. It's. It's the um, it's the key phrase for. And as, as he's trying to explain it, you watch as the wings suddenly shore up, and begins to flap its little wooden wings. This little like clack 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 sound, and the head rises and seems to make this kind of roaring sound, and it begins to just fly up in the air and do just gentle loops in the air just on its own. 
Amazing. It's cute. It's, it's not dangerous. Um, it's really fun. Kids love it. They have to play with it, throw things at it, the usual. It's pretty hearty um, and uh, pretty proud of it. You can maybe be friends with your horse. What's the price on it? <laughs> uh, I hadn't thought about parting with it, but. Oh, if, oh, no, no, no. It, it's honestly just kind of gathering dust in the corner. I would say. Uh, 70 gold. Just cover materials and enchanting. Time period, you know. I'll get it. Okay, yeah. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. It's very cute. Thank you, thank you. Been working on it. I like it a lot. Uh, what are we doing? We should hurry up. Yeah. I think I'm ready. Yeah, potions and then uh, back to business. Yeah, we should go. Was there somewhere else you wanted to stop, SCG, before we I'm already gone. Yeah. Oh, shit. SCG didn't come with. Uh, pass that down to <clears throat> Fun Scary over there. Here's <laughs> one for you. Thank you. Can't have you going down. Well, this is transpiring, FCG. Where are you headed? I'm go- I've already gone to Horizon Temple. Mm. I'm in there. I'm asking for guide Asli Kamida. <laughs> Kamida? Easy enough to find this. You come to the the modest, beautiful, uh, cylindrical temple that sits on the southern side of the city. Uh, it's kind of wedged at the intersection where the main road that heads south and then heads east. Uh, it's on the corner, and both of the main openings, entrances, seem to glide into both of the main roads. Almost like anywhere in the temple you look, if you look towards an exit, you could see a road that just carries on straight from that point. Um, there are lush bushes maintained around the base. Uh, you see at the top of each one of these entrance ways, the arches, there is a stone-carved image of a woman's arm reaching out, almost like it's uh, it's reaching out and welcoming the road that it's facing. Um, on the inside with the kind of simple dome chamber, you see a shrine of a woman, no larger than a normal person you see in the center. Her hair tumbles around her into the ground, and where it hits the ground, the hair seems to become waves, and the waves gently uh, dissipate into the cobblestone paths that exit the interior of the temple and lead into the roads themselves, like she is an extension of the intersection. In her hands, cupped in the center, you can see is a small bowl, and in there, there are a number of small trinkets and gold coins and pieces of fruit and just general offerings placed to her. Um, And you do see uh, one man who is kind of sitting down, uh, just kind of eating uh, some, looks like a a bowl of, of fruit and yogurt. He's just kind of like finishing his meal long, uh, kind of tan, orange robes that fall over his entire body and down to his legs, but sleeveless. And on his arms, you can see there are these uh, uh, bangles that uh, have charms along them, which kind of jingle as he eats. Uh, the man's in his 50s, tan skin, short, graying hair over eyes that are marked with ever-present smile wrinkles at the corner. Um, and he finishes eating and looks up to you. Oh, hello. You're a strange one. Yeah, I know. Um, that's what they say. Uh, are, are you, do you know God Asli Kamida? You've, you've found him. That is me. <laughs> um, oh, it's a, a smiley day to you. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Well, smiley day to you. I'm fresh cut grass. Um, I don't know quite what I'm doing here, but I, 
I, I just came to sort of seek answers or guidance or just, I guess I've been, this is a holy place, right? I, uh, people come for answers here. Yeah. For answers, for comfort, for direction, for sanctuary, all sorts of reasons. But you've found yourself here for your own. Someone gave me this coin, and I'll show him the, the coin. Uh, I'm quite familiar with such an emblem. It's, I'm really drawn to it. It's, uh, you know, it's little and it's metal, but it seems to have a purpose. Um, and I, I think, like, I've been doing a lot of thinking about where I came from and who, who I am and who made me, but I think maybe I should just be looking ahead more at, like, what, what I want to be or what I sh should do or what my purpose is. And I wondered if you had any insight or if she might. And I guess I'm just asking how to talk to her. Well, to talk to her is to open your heart to whatever wisdom she might impart, whatever symbols that may take. I get the sense that you don't have a lot of experience with the, uh, the divine. No, not really. I don't have much experience with anything, and honestly, even if I wanted to open my heart to her, that might be hard too. And that's all right. She doesn't demand that of you, but um, when you when you ask for guidance, when you begin the track of walking the path to reaching for a sign, for a push, for a, a beacon of light in the distance to guide you when you feel aimless and lost, that's where she will be. And the symbols may be interpretive. Signs in the surroundings, a feeling. And with each step you take, they'll become stronger. Your confidence will grow as you begin to understand and interpret what she lays before you. And if you want to speak to her, then just do so. Find a moment here, in places that are sacrosanct, or out on the roads, which are as holy as any place for her. And she'll guide you along the path. Just the, ask. The roads are holy for her? <laughs> my friend, my metal friend, you're in the Temple of the Changebringer. She is the, the patron of open roads and adventure, of freedom, and guiding your own path and experiences to explore that which is beyond what is known. She pushes all to look beyond the boundaries that we and others oppose beyond us and carve our own way. So every road has been forged by somebody following her path. And when that road comes to an end, maybe it's time for you to carve your own. 
Well, that's a little scary. It is. You're not wrong. But what is bravery if not standing in the face of fear and pushing ever onward? Um, do I leave an offering or a gift? If you'd like. For her to notice me? I think the fact that you're here already says that she's noticed you. I guess it's up to you if you have something to thank her for or a hope to gain. I don't know what to leave her, but... I mean, I guess I'll just sort of speak to her and see if she hears me. No. She's always listening. Her responses, that's a journey in its own. Mm. Just keep your eyes and ears open. She'll push you, as she has pushed all of us, to discover the wonders of the world and to discover ourselves. After all, and he like reaches behind his robe and pulls out a small chain, at the end you see a near identical coin mm. to the one that you brought here polished and well-kept. It is the smallest of pieces that you get to choose how they're used. All things made and crafted are but tools, but it's whoever uses them that gives them purpose. A sword can kill and murder, it can also defend. What will you be? I guess, <clears throat> I, I guess I'll figure it out as I go. Um, but I'll keep rolling forward all the same. Uh, thank you, I mean, I, I don't have much, but I can leave a, <laughs> I really don't have anything. <laughs> Your tongue. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Spawns another robot. I know it. Uh, I'll leave one of our potions of possibility. No, I'm not going to. No, no. <laughs> um, I'll leave a 300 gold piece diamond. Um, Mm -mm. All right, I got nothing to leave. I'll I'll, I'll leave. Uh, I'll burn some incense because I got that, and uh, I'll leave. Uh, I have a bunch of powdered silver. I'll leave some of that behind, and um, I'll just sort of. I'll ask the guy. I just feel really embarrassed. I've never really like prayed before or anything. I don't know how it works, so do you mind just like covering your ears for a second? It just. Of course. And he retrieves his bowl of fruit and yogurt and takes another bite and then walks out of the temple to leave you alone 
at the shrine of the Changebringer. Okay. I'll just ask her, I'll just, uh, I can't kneel, so I'll, uh, I'll kind of just <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, lean up on something. Uh, A casual prayer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Changebringer. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know if you can hear me, and I don't know if you can can speak. But um, I'll be. I'll be listening, and I'll be waiting. And um, I guess I'll be hoping for for you to. I guess just let me know that you're there. I guess that's the first step. I don't need anything more than that, just to know that someone out there knows who I am and that I exist. Amen. And I'll just kind of leave. <laughs> you leave the temple and as you're wheeling out uh, Kamita, who's still standing outside, kind of finishing, taking a bite out of a piece of peach, yells out behind you, the curious thing about faith is often it takes some to find some. Smiley day to you. And he steps and enters the temple. Me too. I'll I'll go out to the five roads converging and I'll just sit for a second and look around and be like, I have no idea which road I took to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flip a coin, pick a direction and go. Okay, the good news is. Two sides. <laughs> yes. Okay. And two no, right. on. The good news is, sun tree is visible from all oh, points in the town. So, <laughs> flip the coin, look at it, look at the sun tree, perfect. It's a sign. <laughs> ah, but you all reconvene, having gathered your potions and whatever odd it, items it, we did, can discuss. Did, at the store, were there any diamonds? Uh, they didn't have much in the way of gems or gemstones, necessarily, at least not in the diamond realm. Right. I may, I may have picked up if they had it, just because they were some toy stuff, some ball bearings, and maybe some rubber balls. If they have like children's uh, anything like that, or uh, not so much there in, in, in Gilmore's, yeah. but you can find that fairly easy at any of the Anywhere, general okay. stores and such. So. All right. Mm -mm. <laughs> Don't break Why? it. What? Stop it. What are you doing? I'm just putting it in frame so I can see it. <laughs> oh, right. There you go. Oh, you go. We're gonna have to take those away from you at some point. You earned that. Well, you all reconvene here in the center of Whitestone. Samuel. Uh, <laughs> Full name. What are we doing? Yeah, are we, uh, yeah it's been waiting, two hours? We're waiting for the tree to open okay. up. Okay. All right. As you're waiting carefully, the tree opens oh. up the portal. On the other side, you can see the same kind of shaded interior, the parlors, the collective. Uh, and you see uh, Manaya on the other side kind of dancing through, going, oh, uh, These we happen run, quick. We run. Let's go, let's right. go. You all start darting through. Um, Imogen, as you're about to step through, you feel a tug on your arm. And Lady Vixalia is kind of just like, helps there. And she goes, 
anything strange. He let us know. He pushes you through. I'll land on my butt on the other side. <laughs> it closes behind it. You all stand now in the kind of uh, dug-in mountainous kind of courtyard that is away from the sunlight and shadow that has maintained the kind of uh, small forest-like central structure where the trees had a, awaited you as you were about to leave before Keyleth arrived and uh, sent you off to Whitestone in a rapid <laughs> moment of chaos. Lucy Manaya kind of greets you all. Wonderful. You have uh, apparently now uh, settled that debt. Thank you so much. Um, uh, goodbye. What time is it? Oh, it's um, early, early morning. It is about six thirty in the morning. All right. It's a little more time. Okay. I think we should head over. We should head in that uh, direction. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. All right. Tell him the debt settled. Thank you. Of course. <clears throat> and she heads back off into some other end of the collective. Um, you exit back onto the. A massive outcropping where little bursts of garden and plant life are situated across the stone flooring and the wall that overlooks the top of Drusar here from the airy spire, just below where you see the gondola cable continuing down towards the core spire. You head back up the staircase and take the uh, the car back down to the core spire. We have one mark off of silver, or somebody mark off seven. Oh, jeez. Uh, public transportation, man. It's convenient, but it does add up over time. You got pass, this? Pass. I got it. You I, look like I, you were spending anything. I owe you all so much. Very true. Seven, Seven silver per square. square. Death and taxes, Lana. Death and taxes. <laughs> just to be clear, we're heading back toward just, I don't say his name, we're heading back to his place, but we're not all going to it, right? Because if something if somebody's has there, happened, which I, uh, yeah. So send like one sneaky person that can Have fun. affect the way they look. Do we need you to uh, reach out? I mean, I, I can try. Okay. And if we do have to get in there, if anyone has to get in there, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Oh, that's right, all the traps. Yeah. Who said anything about going in? Well, just, what if he's hurt? Let's just reach out and go from there. He's Imogen, sometimes these visions predict what, or show what has happened or predict what could, correct? In those instances, it's always been. After. Yeah. But it, it could have been somebody else. I just, I don't know, it just felt like him. All right. Well, let's get our fingers into it. Keep an eye out as we get over there, see if anyone's trying to pay attention to who comes by the house. Let's get right in there. Let's, uh, let's get it and leave him in. Especially, um, it's not like you're exactly in top shape right now, even for you. Yeah. Be careful. But you are down to minus three modifier, by the way. Okay. Is that like an exhaust? Can I add that to as a condition? Oh, exhaustion. Are we rolling up like exhaustion, at a distance? I think, yeah, once we get okay. at a distance, I'm going to try sending. Because by then it'll be around seven. Like, yeah. And I think Estros wakes up pretty early. So. Okay. Make sure that's so, not on fire. So. Well, actually, I will you try casting another message. Okay. So. I will try sending. Say for, the, for the purposes <clears throat> of the lighting here, the early morning is starting to push into mid morning. The uh, Deep oranges and 
blues and purples of the jungle skyline still kind of cascade across the various spires, their different heights and beautiful orange and brown colors, given a renewed vibrancy this early in the day. Um, you kind of scoot by and see the various uh, wilders flying overhead. You come into the neighborhood and you can see just around the bend and further to the back, across the roadway where you sent off Dorian, not but a few weeks before the front doorway and uh, household of Lord Eshtras. We can see the doorway? We can see the house. Is Does the gone? doorway look open? Uh, Does it look closed. normal? House looks fine. Anybody house looks fine. Yeah, All right. rooftops, hallways, orms looking. Big perception check. Uh, that is a uh, 18. 18? Yeah. You don't see anything untoward, no odd figures or anybody looming. Nothing hinky. Okay, then now I'm going to try to cast Sending. Casting again? Okay, what do you say? Uh, Estros? Tell me you were just sleeping earlier. Are you there? I'm really loud, I'm just gonna say, wake up! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nothing. (sighs) Fuck. Still nothing? Still nothing. Oh, what are you doing? Come on, man. What the fuck? He's looking at the That's horse when he husband. said that. <laughs> um, nope, nothing. Nothing. We gotta get in. Nothing from him. How are we gonna get in? We gotta be careful about this. Stop it. <laughs> Can I see if there's anybody around that's looking at us? And... Oh, wait. Oh, you can make a perception check if you I can cast a spell. Okay. No, no, go on. Oh. I have locate creature. Does that work on, on a dead person? On people. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Cast locate object. What's the range on that sucker? Thousand feet, I think. Thousand feet. So. Um, locate object. What if? A what if? Sword. Just throwing this out there. What if this is like a trap or something? I mean, uh, it, yeah, it very well uh, might be. Possible. Is that pretty obvious? No, it's not obvious. No. It could be. Maybe we just need to figure out if he's dead or not first without going in there and getting all fucked up in the process. That place is a death trap. I'm curious to see if anything has sprung. <clears throat> I'd be even more curious if everything wasn't. Yeah. Do you locate shit? I like it. Yeah, you want it? You want I agree. It? Okay. I think, yeah. yeah. And then we cast got. Locate Creature okay. at fourth level. Focused on. Lord. The Eshteros. <laughs> All right. You concentrate, you finish the incantation, and you open your eyes and see a gentle golden line that leads into the house. Oh. Wait, does it, what does oh. the spell say? Uh, it it says, describe or name a creature that's familiar to you. You sense the direction of the creature's location. As long as it's 1,000 feet of you, it does not say whether the creature has to be dead or alive. Fuck. Mm-hmm. But if the creature's moving, you'll know the direction and the movement, or the direction of its movement. Is it moving? And, uh, is it moving? Not at the moment, no. If we're, we're talking crunchy rules talk, 
I think it was Laudna's corpse, or somebody's corpse was described at this table as a thing. An item. Yeah. So if Eshros is dead. He could be at death's door. Yeah. What a Shit. Okay. And the, right. the line is going straight into his house. Can you can you sense him? Can you sense his presence? I mean, <laughs> I'd have to get closer. We gotta get in there. Yeah. Let's go closer. Wait, do we, does anyone have like, Unseen servant or something like that. I can be I can send him back. Oh, oh but what if he gets injured? I can bring him back. No, yes, don't. send him Pete. Yes. <laughs> oh, you seemed really excited. What happens if Pete goes in? He can fly, and if he dies, then he. What about that part? Like, is he going to report back? Is there a telekinetic no, like bond? Set off the traps back. and stuff. Yes. Well, he can fly, remember. He can fly through yeah, what everything. What happens if he hits the first trap that Ashtaroth has laid and blows up in a ball of goo and we don't hear then, back? Like, then, I, then he dies and I bring him back we'll later. Just wait. Do it, try it, do it. At least, we'll At least it's How something. How do we, we gotta open yeah. the door, yeah. though? Yeah. He can't open a door, he's a, he's a dead rat. Are all the windows rat. closed from he's the outside that we can he see? He can do things. He can't uh, open the, a door, these things The windows are always closed. Every time you've been here, and the curtains have been drawn. It is very much a "don't come here" type atmosphere that the estate gives off. And we can also start by knocking. Yeah. We can just knock. Well, yeah, but what if? What if Thul is in there? Well, yeah, we're kind of fucked anyway. I'll kick it off and I'll go invisible. Okay. Listen, if you see the door open, send in the dead rat. I'm gonna pull out the orb. All right. What? I'm pulling out the orb. Oh, the location beacon <gasps> orb? Okay. Yeah. You pull it out. Do I see? Nothing. It's dark. I'll be back in a moment. Or I won't. <laughs> which door? Wait, which door? Did you front door. door? All right, bye. I make my way invisibly to the front door. <laughs> okay. But I check the stairs and everything for new traps that may be worth there before. Okay, so the the handful of steps that lead to the front door yeah. of the estate past the front he gate. Was paranoid. Make an investigation check. Come on, postman. It sounded like Not a municipal band. band. Eighteen. Eighteen. Doesn't appear to be trapped. <laughs> I'll go to the front door and, and invisibly just. No response. Every all the cartilage pops, I get out my uh, thieves tools, and I'm going to start working on. Does the door appear to be locked? It does appear to be locked. Does the door appear to be trapped? Make an investigation check. Of course, it's trapped. Door's trapped. Oh no. Seventeen. Seventeen. Doesn't appear to be trapped. Oh, that's a high DC. We're fucked. Pick <laughs> <laughs> the front door lock. Go ahead and roll and add your dexterity oh, modifier on, and your proficiency modifier. Natural and Shetty, Shetty. Oh yeah. Twenty-nine. Whoa! This is a challenging lock. It's it's fairly intricate, um, partially because it's the single lock, and there are other locks along the door. Um, you've seen them from the other side. You know where they're placed, and it's a series of locks that you undo with this, and you pick them all with robustness. The door. Opens up ever so slightly. You saw the door open. Door. Fly, you fools. <laughs> okay. Fly, my princess. And I will just, I will just invisibly 
get out of the fatal funnel of the doorway and just put my back to the wall just in case, you know, I don't know, a pet dragon decides to barf out the door or something. <laughs> okay. It could happen. You saw what the trap, where he disabled them, right? The last time we went in there? Oh, only a couple, but I don't even know if I could recall those. Okay. I can't. So you just wait outside? Well, the door cracks, and that was this code to let Pate fly through and see what happens. Okay. So I said, Pate. Nice. <laughs> what am I doing? So you're gonna go in and you're gonna give Chetney back up. You understand? Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's do it. What, wait, wait. Well, he's invisible. So I'm supposed to help Malf. He's invisible. Watch for him to be in uh, uh, corporeal again. Mm -hmm. All right, if mm -hmm. you see his form. But just gonna follow along. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you direction. Um, and don't touch any walls or the floor. Just try and go in. Okay. Wait. Uh, I'm gonna try to tell him where we saw Estoros dis turn off the trap before. You're gonna tell a familiar that? Why not? I can, yeah, yes. Did you tell him about uh -huh. that? Yeah, when we, when we went I can in. can communicate with, with the telepathically. Yeah, yeah, keep going. <clears throat> when we went in with Ladna, we saw him disable the trap next to the door. And okay. Yeah. Additionally, as an action, I can see through my familiar's eyes. Yes. And hear what he hears. Sorry, new spell, yes. no, don't judge me. <laughs> I didn't have a cat. Uh, <laughs> I'm deaf and blind with the girl. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, so am, all right. I, am I following the one I can't see or am I just going in? I can I can message Chetney and then I can message you. All right? Okay. Just don't be weird or touch anything. I'll make it. Have that promise. Go in. Look through your eyes, all right? It might be weird. Oh my god, this is so fun. I can't believe we're able to do this. All right, he bye. Flies into. Now, the rest of you, while this is happening, are you standing outside of the. We manor? are hiding. Yeah, I think we're waiting. Yeah, we're for not like being intel. out in the open with okay. all of this. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Got it. So. So I'm in a bush. You guys see You're all hiding. Could you all make a stealth yeah, check? Stealth check? Stealth check. All of us? All of you. We're hiding. Mm -hmm. Not you, you're... Did anybody cast Pass Without a Trace? Nope. I can if you like, but... Yeah. No. Too late. Yeah, too late for this one. Uh, that's uh, 18. 19. 10. 18. 14. 18. Okay. Wow, pretty good across the board, yeah. not too bad. First good roll of the game. I figure save it all right. in case of we... Campaign. Yeah. <laughs> As you all kind of hide off to the side, try not to be conspicuous in these early morning Light uh, people are beginning their day, and so you kind of just one by one jaunt off the beaten path and hide in nearby foliage and or kind of dark nearby shadows. We can still keep an eye line in the front of the building. Um, you wait there, invisible by the door, as Pate flies in. You're looking through his eyes. As soon as he comes in and glances around, it is dark inside. Um, does Pate have dark vision? He's an imp, right? Yeah, he uses the imp uh, uh, stat lock. Don't rush. Oh my god, you haven't oh added god. him yet? This is going to no. take forever. This is, this is new. <laughs> this is new. You're going to give her a hand? Go. Let's go. Oh my god. 
Okay. I could give her a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Imp does has a have a hundred twenty feet of dark vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. And advancement. So sorry for encouraging. He flies in. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. First thing that you catch. It is dark and still, but the entire interior of the house is marred by signs of struggle. Slash marks streak across the walls in all directions. Furniture's broken, most of it kind of sundered and overturned in the walkways. You can see there are, there are gashes and impacts across the bits of wood on the walls. The floor itself, it looks like there are all manner of crossbow bolts and knives that are just kind of jutting out at different edges. A major struggle took place here, and you can see where a number of the traps that you've previously sent have been set off. You can kind of look off to the side in a large, looks like a like a carved wooden, uh, uh, like crushing battering ram seems to have fallen and jammed into the ground at a certain point. Its chain kind of cocked open as if it hung over and slammed into the side wall. Um, you can see there, uh, the air smells. Actually, can can you smell through? His senses as well. I'll say sure. Yep. yep. Air smells strongly of iron. Mm. Blood. Well, Blood. you do see across the floor a few dotted red pools, kind of tracked and streaked around the stairs. I just relate to the others. Bell says it doesn't look good, and then describe much of what I see to them. Mm-hmm. You're still waiting over by the door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't hear anything go off, so I'm going to let Pate keep moving. Okay. And yeah, you can kind of be your thing. canary. Yeah. Keep heading. In your head, I'm going to touch your shoulder, and in your head, you hear Is it all right that I'm talking to you? Yes. Do we need to let. Do we need to let Chet know? I think he'll know, pretty obviously. I'm letting Pate lead the way. All right. Where's Pate going? From what we remember of Lord Escheros' house, how about I'll have him follow the carnage, okay. follow the path of the fight. Okay. I mean, the fight seems to kind of go all over. The blood. Uh, how about this? The blood. The blood puddles. He follows okay. the blood puddles. Best you can tell, the the the, the most signs of blood uh, are across the stairs. Whether it went upstairs or came downstairs, you're uncertain. I'll go upstairs. Okay. Pate goes up the darkened turnabout staircase to the secondary floor, which leads into the hall that goes to the one guest room where you had stayed that one night. Here you can see there are a number of axes sticking out of the wall, and what looks to be a heavy, almost like an armoire that sat in the middle of the room is now overturned in the middle of the floor and is kind of crushed on the back of it. The wood splintered outward. Um, roll a perception check for Pate. While Pate's doing that with the door open, I can kind of see in a little bit, can I take a smell in and then look out, and just from the POV of the front door, You are anybody... very familiar with this smell. Even when the door opened just briefly, you're like, this is your training, this is this is what you work with, this is definitively the smell of blood. Is anyone from the front door, just back to the wall, is anybody looking at the front door, anything perched up on roofs, anybody standing still, not moving in the Roll early perception morning? perception check. Traffic that stands out. 
17. 17. The one that catches your eye. And the door's only partially ajar, nobody's close enough to notice that it's open or be paying direct attention to the house and what you're doing. Cool. And I rolled garbage for Pate's perception. Uh, okay. Real bad. The street continues. I know. <laughs> so, following the signs of struggle and battle, you can see there are a line of multiple crossbow bolts across the opposite side of the hall, and then it turns right and left. Turning left, following the, what you can see now is a, a direct smear of red, just kind of across the ground. Across the ground. Mm -hmm. Following that path, you can see as it switches back. Is to the left? To the left. There is a very nice looking set of double doors that is partially open where the smear continues in. Quickly message Chetney and say, Pate is looking at a pretty significant blood smear. Up the stairs to the left towards his bedroom. Yeah, Can I reply to that? You can. Upstairs to the left, copy that. Let me know if you find anything else. Anything, um, are the doors open? Yes, one of them is. He squeezes through. Heading into the room, you see a partially damaged bedchamber. It's still in the darkness. A canopy bed that looks like it has been partially shredded. Um, not a whole lot of damage in this chamber compared to others. It looks like the majority of the fight uh, either started in here and then exited, or just briefly tumbled into this space, but you can see the signs of struggle, but not as much as the main chambers of the household. Um, you see at the base of the bed a humanoid body, face down, kind of reaching underneath. A familiar maroon padded robe. He's in his bedroom at the base of the bed. Doesn't look good. Get there quickly. Yeah. I'll go in the door. Okay. You come in, glance around, and you now take in the same imagery. Fuck. You can smell that, that blood. Uh, it, it's blood, but it feels a little off. Uh, you continue up the stairs, kind of following the path. Just because. Mm -hmm. Just because Hunter's Bane, Fae Fiend, Undead, anything, smell. Roll a perception check. Oh, God, God. five. Five. Although, five. for Hunter's Bane, for perception, I get advantage. You do? First. That's better. Uh, 13. 13. It's <laughs> been fucking shit to the first time. So bad. Huh? So bad. <laughs> it. There's nothing. Fey fiend or undead centric here. There's just the smell of, of blood and splintered wood. Um, the blood smell is odd. You continue up the stairs, see this, the shattered armoire. Stepping past, you stub your toe on something, kind of glance down, and you see a long silver cane with a ball end on it. I quickly message Shetney and just say, um, one more thing. 
Ashton wanted me to remind you to check his body for traps. Check the body for traps. It's a shit show in here, by the way. Everything's been set off, or it looks like it. And the smell of blood is overpowering. Don't follow me. <laughs> uh, I leave the cane where it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll continue on. Okay. Following the left path. Pushing the door slightly open. You step into the bedchamber, and it's... It's Eric Sashtoros, face down at the foot of the bed, unmoving, arm kind of reaching beneath it, still. As I move in, I'll check the corners immediately. Perception check. That's cocked. Fuck. Ooh. Four. Oh, Perception God. check? Yeah, four. Seems pretty clear in here. Nothing catches your attention. Uh, I will, and the streak is the streak leading up to where Astros is laying. It is. Uh, I will. I'll freeze. Is there any chest rise or fall on Astros? And I'll sit. I'll sit there for thirty seconds. Even the slightest. You don't notice any, you know. I will uh, approach the body slowly, and I'll make my way around it, just okay. looking for. You said his arm is under him, right? His one arm is kind of on the ground; the other is kind of partially hidden under the bed. And him. Oh. Yeah. Um, do I see any obvious wounds from that? Bathrobe, arms, head, body. You get close to it, and it is riddled with wounds. Heavy gash marks, fine slashes. The the robe, at a quick glance, is barely held together. Ribbons and shredded elements of it kind of dangle at the side. The reason it looks solid is because the color of the maroon robe mingles with the red blood that is now caked, congealed in the places where the flesh would have been exposed. This close, the first thing I want to do is check for any familiar scents on him from combat, anything Odahan Thule or otherwise that would trigger. Roll perception check with advantage, since this is scent-based for you. Natural 20. Oh. For a total of? Is that a 20 and a 22. Yeah, it's a 20 and a 1. Holy fuck! Maybe that dice goes sits over there a little bit. Two things. One, the smell of, of blood is is strong, but it, it, it smells off. It's hard to describe. You're very familiar with the blood of creatures, especially humanoid creatures, your own and others. There's just something off about it. The, the blood that's on him? The blood that fills this, the, the air. Um, the other thing that you do smell is a smell that you won't forget, because it's the smell of blood that you've tasted before. Did you taste Odahan's blood? You did briefly. Mm -hmm. This, there's a faintest smell. It's, I don't know if it's like a, 
like a, a sage or an oil combination, but it's distinctly Odahan that just barely lingers here. Barely. Without disturbing the body, I'll just look under the bed and see if he was reaching towards anything or crawling for a hatch and trying to retrieve a weapon. Okay. Set something off. You glance beneath and see there are some cushions kind of piled underneath there. And what looks to be a like an, an iron lockbox, about a foot across and about a half a foot deep. It's about six or seven inches from the other arm. I can't communicate with anybody. Uh, I will slide the. I'll look for traps underneath the bed. Roll an investigation check. So many rolls. It's a natural one. Cool. Okay. Looks fine. Looks totally fine. I pulled the lockbox out. Okay. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 14. 15. 15. 15. Uh, you reach and grab it, and as you're pulling it free, it comes off of a plate that you didn't notice that was weighted and shows. And as it does, you're like, oh, shit. As soon as that happens, you feel a heavy impact on your back as something drops from the ceiling above that cracks onto you oh. and partially onto the body. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. You take oh, eight points of bludgeoning damage before it rolls off and onto the ground. The I immediately message Jenny. What? Oh, you're right. Actually, can you see this? Oh, yeah. yeah so you can totally communicate. You could be like your pate call Latna. But I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. oh. No, I, there was a trap. I missed one. I think I I think I fucked up Estras. He's a. Uh, He's super dead. He definitely seems dead. Um, he seems. dead. Hold on. Wait. Just Back hold to on. Redstone. I reach over and I just I check for a, a pulse against the neck just to be totally sure. Well, now he's dead. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> he will never know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's dead. No pulse. Got it. Um, the lockbox is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it appear to be locked? It does appear to be locked. I will try and uh, I will try and pick the lock. You're Go stealing from this man. He's he was crawling for it. Is the lock so. trapped? I don't know. How bad could it be? Uh, so, yeah. Jesus! <laughs> no way. Natural one. Uh, no! Or a uh, 13. Oh, okay. This lock is a little too complicated for you to get through. Your, your lock picks get kind of stuck, and you worry they're about to snap. And as opposed to pushing further, you just carefully take a moment to pull them out. It's slightly bent, you could probably fix it later, but this, this lock is a little bit beyond you. Very heavy? No, actually. Like, the metal of itself is about the weight of it. Whatever contents there seem pretty lightweight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to slide it out and put it next to the body and say, I'm so sorry. And I'll, um, I'll very gently just pat, pat him down, see if there's anything on him. Hard objects, anything that would stand out. Make an investigation check. Come on. More rolls, more rolls. More rolls, there we go, uh, 23. 23. Uh, you find within his coat pocket a 
two conjoined key rings uh, that carry six different rings of different sizes and metallic colorations. Yeah, that'll help. Um, huh. Hey, Pate, you tell them I found some rings, and uh, I'm going to try and open this lockbox, but he's, he's definitely dead. I think we should probably get out of here. Yeah, no, he's like totally dead. He's just... Can you keep your voice down? Sorry. Look, I think they Sorry. came in from some other way besides the front door, so either they're still here or there was another point of ingress. Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I relay that you hear all message uh, to the others. Just with the new so, keys, can I uh, yeah. can I just try any ones that they have on the lockbox really fast and just see if any yeah. happen to open it? But the fourth one you get to when it loads and it opens. And I die. Game over. <laughs> um, looking inside, it looks to be a cluster of envelopes, sealed letters. Kind of looking through them, they all have names on them. One says Evelyn Ress, his associate, caretaker. One says Lex Emnar. Another says Chief Wilder Nemenoros. Another says Ajit Dial. Another says Mistress Orlana Shashadri. Another one says Manaya Ture. These are a number of letters, just different names, including one that says Bella Tells. Fuck. I take the letters, and I stick them inside my, my harness, and I take the, the Bell's Hells open one, and I, I open it. Oh no, what's it say? Oh shit. Oh, it's thick. It's an invoice. <laughs> we owe him $800 for air conditioning? My friends, okay. if indeed you have this letter in your hands, then my fate has finally caught up to me. I have done many violent things in my life, some I am proud of and some I still deeply regret. I've already been running long, uh, long running on stolen time. I feel the looming specter of recompense with every morning, and since our paths have intertwined, I chose to stare down directly without lament. I can assure you that I embraced my end with a plum and left a mark on my foe they will never forget. In our comparatively brief time together, you have brought a light and shine. Blah, blah, blah. God, he's fucking purple prose. The world so continuously rolled by. Yeah, okay, I've been lucky enough, sure. You and the late Bertram Bell were the latest of these deeply appreciated encounters. Oh, he enjoyed our time with us. With every step, I worried you had all stepped into matters far beyond your ability, foolishly marching into oblivion like I once had been, well, I mean, I wouldn't call it foolish. I now know I was wrong. Those that twist the roads of history to their own dark ends want us to believe we can do nothing. They have no power in the face of such ancient, terrible machinations. I know they are wrong. True bravery is to stand in the face of fear and doubt and march ever on. True bravery inspires others to fall in line behind you and defy their illusions. You inspired me to fall in yours, and for that I thank you. Many debts to settle and gifts to disperse now that my days close. Whatever sunset I may have been running from for so long, I look forward to seeing Elia once more. Elia? Damn. I look forward to watching you all do great things from whatever realm calls me to rest. Remember, not, remember me not just as a warrior, but as a friend. A friend in my own awkward way. Thank you. Now go stop this weird moon shit. Is that what it says? Eric's. 
My maple ginger cookie recipes. <gasps> Do what? not, do, do not, not do, do that, that, Travis Willingham. You cannot. Bet your that is like not that. acceptable. Take out a torch. <laughs> so I can read the letter better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to the very, <laughs> the variant coin stores of Dumont on behalf of Lord Eric Sesteros. Coin, coin stores? I'm just fucking reading the letter. Heir to the Prudage fortune and business. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. In the eventual event of my demise, I leave to the members of the band known as Bell's Hells, Ashton, Laudna, Orem, Imogen, Timold, Fern Calloway, Letters, and that odd older gnome fellow, you fucking, <laughs> my trusted weapon, Turmoil, and the ownership of the skyship, the Silver Sun. <gasps> He will also, I will, I also will upon the crew of the Silver Sun under the guidance of Captain Dilute, uh, uh, Zandis, a sum of one year's worth of payment for their services under Bell's Hells for as, as long in accordance to our previously agreed upon wage contract, all ex, 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 executor responsibilities to Chetney Pocopi, including all money. I made up that last time. <laughs> the weird thing is, you, you read it to yourself that way. Which yeah, is weirder. none of us stumbled heard over it. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so sad he's dead, but we got a we got an airplane. <laughs> well, you don't have shit yet because I got the will, and I'm yeah. in this house with a dead body. Um, um, oh, fuck. Um, I just tell everybody else. He got a letter and he read it really quick and, and he's definitely dead and he loves spending time with us. I definitely read it silently because we're in the middle of a fucking house. You didn't hear shit. I thought you read it. Well, you read it. No, I'm reading it out loud. I'm definitely reading it out You move your lips when you read. You unite your lips when you read. There's a will and he left a bunch of letters to people. I gotta get out of here. I'm coming back out the way I came. He's coming with a will. He's coming with a will. He's coming with a will. He's coming the body. <laughs> <laughs> so I leave. I leave the room. I follow. My, I follow my tracks. Have my invisible feet been making any tracks in the blood and everything else that's in the hallway or the dust? I or assume the... you've been careful. I'm trying to. I could roll a stealth check if you wanted. You know what? Do that for me if you don't mind. What? Invite the invite the natural one. What Why can not, possibly right? go wrong? Yeah, Still keeping an eye outside too for anybody finding what the yeah. shit we're doing uh, here. Twenty-one. You feel pretty confident that you've not left much of a discernible track on your journey through this house. Um, I will go back to the walking stick. I think that houses the blade turmoil. Correct. I'll pick up the walking stick, and by holding it, it becomes invisible along with me, right? It does, as you lift it. Um, it's a big fucking stick. Uh, as I head back downstairs, actually, as I get to that intersection where we went left instead of right, what is down right that I can see? Uh, it looks like a, another pathway that leads to a closed door. Does shit look like it went down that way, or is it relatively undisturbed? It looks relatively undisturbed. I'll just head downstairs. <laughs> okay. I send Pate back. Show enough coming. 
As I get down to the ground floor, instead of going upstairs, can I detect any other way that they may have come in? A back door, something in the back of the house. Make a perception check. Or investigation, your choice. Can't they just I'll do that appear? Yeah. Oh, they just pop up. Oh, yeah, uh, 16 like plus five, 21. There's no bodies in a house full of sprung traps, yeah. so they all melted away. Yeah. You can't really tell if there isn't, there isn't an open window, there isn't a, I mean, if they went through a window, they closed it behind them and left very little sign, but you don't see any very notable, visible entries. Great. Um, I'll come right back out the front. I will stop at the front door, look, because it is it was wide enough for me to get through. Is anybody looking at the door, clocking? Anything that was different from the last time I left? Make a perception check. One more roll. Come on. Come on, come on. God, Jesus. Eight. Eight. Looks clear. Cool, I'm invisible. <laughs> I'll go down the steps and start stealthily making my way back to the group. Okay. As you were all kind of taking in these updates from Ladna and kind of contemplating the the fate that found its way to your friend and patron, you hear the gentle footsteps of you assume to be your friend, Chetney, approach. I'm going to stay this way. We should move quietly away from the house. He's, he's, he's gone. But there are documents you should see. The front door was locked. I couldn't find any other point of entry. Somebody very powerful did this. We know how strong he was. We should move. Where do we want to go? We can go to our place, or we can go to the Rusty Nail, or whatever it's called. Swine and Swill? Sit and Swill. Yeah, I don't even remember. Sit and Swill. Sit and Swill. Swill. Sit and Swill. Thank you. Yes. The one that's on the same spire. Yeah. That is not on. That is that is on. Spire by fire. Spire by fire. Fire by fire is in the same spot. Yeah. I swear we could get a meal from. You're hungry. <laughs> I've been dead for. Oh, five that's true. Days, that's true. So. That's true. Go see Hyda Pretty. Yeah, we can we can go wherever. So I should eat more breakfast. I told you. Okay. Still processing this realization, you gather yourselves and head out into Drusar here in the early morning light to a safer space to conjecture what the next step may be. That's where we're gonna go ahead and finish the next episode. I'll pass this around at the beginning of the next game so you guys can read it. We're sitting over tell breakfast. Oh my god, I can't, can't believe, believe he's, he's dead. dead. Wow. We can just take him to Whitestone yeah, and revive wow. him! We just did it! Let's take yeah. him to Whitestone! Is there any... Uh, uh, that was a three-minute hold. We don't, when he, when Chetney showed up invisible, was there blood on the cane? That's true. Mm-hmm. It's way dead. Uh, dead, dead. There's a faint bit of blood on the cane. Yeah. Does the smell okay. that you said it smelled off? Does anything ring as familiar to Orem? Make. It wouldn't be the meaning. Shadow. Make Extra a medicine check. Poisoned We're still doing checks. We already my closed the show. My father. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Nineteen perception. Plus, uh, yeah, nineteen plus yeah, plus 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 twenty-five. It is a familiar spell. 
as you're kind of walking through the streets, you kind of take the cane a bit, and as you're inspecting it, you're smelling it. And as the sense of smell is one of the strongest memory-linked senses, you recall briefly the trauma of asking for help when you heard whatever toxin these assassins brought somehow seemed to lock away any chance of recovery. Just quietly let that sink in while I walk with the group. And on that cheerful note, <laughs> now we'll go ahead and finish up. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, Contemplate shit. where next steps are next time we get together, but in the interim, this episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put those arms away. Why? <laughs> oh, some. Gained some things, oh, lost some things. Should we be Estorosh's health now? Bell's Estorosh's health. It's Elves' health now. There you go. Just keep, just keep adding. Estorosh's health. Estorosh's bosses. Ooh! That's really good. Anyway. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, enjoy the rest of your month. We'll see you soon. We love you very much, and it's a Thursday. Ed. Bye. And this concludes the current chapter of Critical Role. Your essays on the history and impact of the various ages and epochs of Alexandria are eagerly anticipated. Just kidding. No homework for you, but if you are inspired to do some writing, please leave us a review. Your words can really help new folks find our show and encourage them to give it a try. Thank you so much for joining us on this adventure. Until next time. <laughs>